insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his property. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks no more before it's too late. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can also join us in the YouTube chat. Just go to youtube.com slash liberaldanradio. It's easier just to have everybody in one chat. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, over at facebook.com slash liberaldan, or here at, at liberaldanradio on Twitter, or here on YouTube dot com slash liberal day and radio as well shouts out to everybody who's here tv2 live elizabeth jolie aaron the two members of the mod squad uh thank you all for joining us we've got nine viewers and five likes so make sure to smash that like button and then the patriarchy uh if you haven't subscribed please make sure to do that as well remember to also to share videos like other videos uh comment otherwise uh do whatever you need to do on those other videos to make sure that the algorithms are picking them up and showing them to other people to make sure that we can get uh, more people to subscribe because the faster we get to a thousand, the faster we can get to um, fun things like super chats and all that other good stuff. Cause there's no reason that the stupid podcast, like the whatever folks can get super chats, but I can't <laughs> anyway. So, um, before the show, I was hanging out with a uh, friend of the show, Mandy Landry. Uh, she, it was her birthday today, so happy birthday to Mandy Landry. Uh, she is running for re-election here in Louisiana for the Louisiana legislature. Uh, Mandy Landry is a progressive candidate who did an impressive thing by pushing through a, a gun safety reform law through the conservative supermajority in the Louisiana legislature. Uh, that is no small task. That is a Herculean task. Despite that fact, uh, she is being challenged by another Democrat. And there are some heavy hitters in uh, Louisiana politics, including a sitting congressperson, including other, other folks who are a you know, former Louisiana senator who is a uh, Democrat who are getting behind her opponent. Why? I don't know. I invited her opponent to come on the podcast, if you remember, a few weeks or maybe months back. And at the last minute, her opponent backed out. 
I don't know why. Is that because uh, she was afraid to, uh, you know, to have me ask the tough questions? I don't know. I wasn't going to be too hard on her, but I was going to ask questions like, what do you feel that you could do in the legislature that would be more effective than the current representative Landry would be? And I think it's a reasonable question to ask, um, but she has some powerful people who are getting behind her trying to get Mandy Landry out. And people, uh, I guess, people don't like the fact that Mandy Landry can't be controlled. So we will see. Um, it was a good meeting. It was a good, it was a good event. It was good to see her in person uh, for the first time. And we will ha- be having her back on the show. Uh, so what else is going on? Again, we've, we've moved to two days a week. We did have a show yesterday, uh, but the regular show times will be Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, so remember to, sh- to come in on Mondays as well. I believe Monday is Hal Sparks' birthday, so we'll be wishing a happy birthday to Hal Sparks then. Um, I will I, I'll tell, try and tell Andrea to get Hal to maybe he see, maybe see if Hal can call in so we can at least wish him a happy birthday, even if he doesn't stay on for long. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we can get that to happen. Um, maybe I'll sing, uh, sing Hal happy birthday like uh, Marilyn Monroe. Like, happy birthday. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, and of course, as always, tomorrow uh, we, we've moved to one day a week. But tomorrow is my uh, Thursday night gaming stream, Twitch.tv/nerdydan.com. But if you're watching here, please remember to go. If you have Twitch, uh, go uh, go follow Twitch.tv/liberaldanradio because once we get monetized here, I am going to start dual streaming to Twitch as well. And because I want to get monetized there too on twitch.tv slash liberal Dane radio. And so we can have it be in two different places. And then you could use your Amazon prime to, to follow me and subscribe to me there as well and do that for free too. So lots, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I don't really have an official headlines bit, but it was funny. Uh, you had a bear that was on the loose at Disney, and everyone was freaking out on the bear on the loose. And everyone was like, making a whole big deal about it. They closed several portions of the Magic Kingdom so they could go catch the bear. But anybody who's ever been to Disney World during gay days at Disney uh, would know that this is the first time that bears have run free at Disney World. <laughs> You've had um, Jolie. I'm not going to be on Twitch on Tuesdays anymore. It's just Thursdays. Um the U.S. military uh, lost that F-35 stealth fighter for like a good day, day and a half. Uh, the pilot ejected, and the fight, but the fighter kept flying for a good bit until it crashed. Uh, and they couldn't fight, fight it for over a day. Um, and, uh, but it's a stealth fighter. So doesn't that mean that they built it well? It did its job. If we couldn't find the stealth fighter, then that's good, right? That's, that's a good thing. We couldn't find a stealth fighter. That means our if we if we ever lost a, a stealth fighter out in you know the in a combat scenario, it would be hard for our enemies to find it too. So that's a good thing. Elizabeth uh, seems suspect. Oh, it's more than suspect. Oh, we've we've talked about the problems of the Louisiana Democratic Party here for a while. We had um, we had the topic of conversation when uh, they had they were going to endorse uh, the Senate candidates. And the chair of the Democratic Party was like, look, 
uh, we're going to change the rules because we don't, she didn't believe that the state of Louisiana was ready to uh, vote for a black person at a statewide office. So they changed the rules to make it less likely uh, <coughs> for Gary Chambers, the statewide candidate for Senate, to, um, to get the endorsement. Because instead of going to the whole body to get the endorsement, they said, okay, you're going to go to get the executive committee endorsement. And then if the, the executive committee would then pass on their recommendations to who should get endorsed to the general body, and then the body would endorse, decide yay or nay on endorsing. So with these change of rules, Gary Chambers um, and Damon Lewis – went and did the hard work and got the endorsement. They got the votes to get the endorsement of the executive committee. The head of the Louisiana Democratic Party didn't like this. And she changed the rules on them yet again. And they went ahead and said, okay, well, let's endorse everybody then. We're going to endorse everybody. And so they, they came out of committee endorsing everybody. So everybody was endorsed. So if everybody's endorsed, then nobody's endorsed. It was a major embarrassment. This person who runs the Louisiana Democratic Party you supported Republicans against a Democrat, like the current sitting Democratic governor who is supported some very conservative things, but it's better than having the, the people who he ran against. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, he's, he's much better than having a Governor Vitter. He's much better than having a Governor Rispone. Um, but she supported... Republicans against him. So I don't know how on earth we ever thought that putting her in charge was a good idea, but she's not somebody who is trustworthy with the party, and she's she's driving the party into the dirt. Um, it was suggested that I should run for the Democratic State Central Committee, and we'll see. We'll see who the person is, if they need to be challenged, and what work it would need to be done to, to actually challenge that person, or if it would be an open seat. Um, yes, the, 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 the Louisiana Democrats are really bad. And the th and sad thing is I happily voted for, like, Troy Carter for Congress, and he's my congressional representative. And Troy Carter is endorsing Mandy Landry's opponent who is, I think, being backed by the head of the Louisiana Democratic Party. There's no good reason for this person to challenge Mandy Landry. There's no good reason. Um, you know, the only reason is, A, because they want somebody who's going to be beholden to the head of the party, and, and Mandy Landry's not. Or, B, the head of the Louisiana Democratic Party is a Democrat, is a shill, and wants to split the vote to try and get a, a Republican in there. So, let's see. DJT is a carpetbagger. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was, I still will invite her opponent on the show. I'm going to reach back out and say, hey, if you want to come back on the show, you come back on the show, but I'm still going to ask the hard questions because they need to be asked because we need to know what does she think that she's going to do in the legislature that's going to be more effective i mean does she think she'd be able she would be able to push a gun control bill through a republican legislature does she think she'd be able to get those things done that she got done 
You know, does she think she'd be able to do a better job? Why does she think that Mandy Landry needs to be replaced? What what good does it do to 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 stir the pot? Because I mean, if sure you might have political aspirations, but what good does it do to replace somebody who's doing a good job? If if you want good, if if your if your goal is to do the right thing, and the person who's currently sitting in there is doing the, is doing the right thing, then maybe find another seat to run for. That's just my opinion. But hey, Wes, how's it going? I don't hide from you, Wes. Um, MJ Daniel, Louisiana has history of political corruption. Must like New Jersey. Uh, that's like saying I'm a little bit overweight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so so I have we, we had the show yesterday, and part of the, a little bit of the show yesterday, we were talking about. Uh, the strike of the United Auto Workers and against the big three, and they're not striking against they're not striking against every plant yet, but it could escalate if if a deal's not met, and, and a lot of people are thinking the deal's not going to be yet met yet unless something changes during the course of this show, which I doubt. Um, but one of the things that really I was going to name the show something completely different today. It's going to be something more more strike related but they started talking about how donald trump during this is during the second debate uh the republican primary debate is going to be giving you know wanting to be giving a speech to the united auto workers and the people on msnbc whoever was on msnbc at the time i was listening on the radio so i didn't see who it was but the person on the talking about trump was calling him a populist. Donald Trump is not a populist. Not at all. He may be a faux populist. He may he may say things that try to make him sound like a populist, but he is not in any way, shape, or form a populist. Like, the Wikipedia, I mean, Wikipedia is not a great site to go to for anything, but one of the things that they describe right-wing populism, the page, right-wing populism, also called national populism or white-wing nationalism, says is a political ideology that combines right-wing politics and populist rhetoric, rhetoric and theme, rhetoric, speech impediment, right, populist rhetoric and themes. That's the, that's the key words there. Popular, it, it incorporates right-wing politics with the rhetoric of populism. But just because you have the rhetoric of populism, it doesn't mean it's populism. It's like it's like saying, it's like calling yourself, um, I don't know, national socialism. It doesn't make it socialism. It's something else. National socialism is not socialism. Right-wing populism is not in and of itself populism. Now, people are going to argue with me and say, there are populists on the right-wing populists. You're, you're being pedantic. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes there is unneeded pedantry 
there are there are there are several times where I will call out people for unneeded pedantry, and there are other times where pedantry is called for. And this is a time where I think that pedantry is called for. Why? Because Donald Trump is not a populist. When you could go and you could find definitions that fit your definition of what populism is. Um, like there's another Wikipedia thing is like an American political rhetoric, popular rhetoric. Why do I have a speech impediment? The populist was originally associated with the populist party and related left-wing movements, but beginning in the 1950s, it began to take on a more generic meaning describing any anti-establishment movement, regardless of its position on the left right political spectrum. And I'm not going to argue that you can't have a right wing populist movement in and of itself. It's very well possible that you could have a right wing movement. That is a populist movement. Like you could have like maybe like a, a Christian evangelical type movement that is populist in nature. But I'm not going to say that Donald Trump represents that at all. Now, he'll, he'll pay lip service to it. He absolutely pays lip service to populism. He makes, he, he makes it seem like he will, he will run as, as a populist. He runs as a populist a lot. He says things as if he's a populist. But just recall what happened with the steelworkers in 2016 when he – he went to the steelworkers and he said, oh, we're going to bring the jobs back to steelworkers. The steel jobs are going to come back. We're going to make America great again. And we're going to have all the steel jobs. The steel industry is going to be booming under Donald Trump. And, you know, whatever happened, you know, I'm not going to give him credit for it happening, you know, but sure, steel jobs did come back to the country. And, and he promised the steel, the steel workers that they were going to start making more money because the steel workers, like the United Auto Workers, had, in order to you know, make sure that they kept their jobs and in order to, to, to give a little bit to their employers, they said, okay, we'll, we'll make sacrifices so that y'all don't go under. And they made the sacrifices so that the businesses that they work for wouldn't go under. But they were like, look, when, when, when the jobs, when, when the money starts coming back in, when the manufacturing starts coming back in, we should get to see a little bit of the profits. We should, it should make these, y'all should make it rain on us. And then when it didn't happen, all these steel workers were like, well, I thought Donald Trump said he was going to give us the money. Well, you were a fool for thinking that Donald Trump was an actual populist. Donald Trump was always in the pockets of the big business interest because Donald Trump is a big businessman. Well, at least he wants to be. Donald Trump always is going to be on the side of big business. He's never going to be on the side of labor. Donald Trump will never, ever, ever, ever in a million years side with labor. He'll say it. He will say that he sides with labor. He will he will say the words. He'll do a song and dance. I mean, I don't want to see the dance, but he'll 
he'll he'll say like, oh, the the United Auto Workers deserve their fair share, and they deserve to have whatever it is. Let's see if we can pull up Donald Trump's statement on the auto auto workers. Let's just see uh, Donald Trump statement on UAW strike. Let's see if he said what what he has said. Of course, UAW president slams Trump ahead of the auto <laughs> auto visit as well. Um, so former U.S. President Donald Trump plans to give a speech in Detroit on September 27th uh, to a crowd of union workers, skipping the second Republican debate. It's said on Monday. Uh, the primetime speech is expected to be delivered to auto workers and other blue-collar union members. They had added the speech comes as Trump has been harshly critical of President Joe Biden's electric vehicle policies and urged auto workers to back his candidacy. You should back me because I'm a, I'm going to be pro you. No, you're not. Um, doesn't necessarily say exactly why why Trump says um, Biden's campaign uh, criticized Trump instead of standing with workers. Trump cut taxes for the super wealthy while auto companies shut their doors and shipped American jobs overseas. No self-serving photo op can erase Trump's four years of abandoning union workers and standing with the ultimate friends. Exactly. Trump said recently that Biden is waging war on the auto industry through electric vehicle mandates and said the UAW should endorse him. <laughs> I think Donald Trump must be smoking the same drugs that Bobert has in her vape. Assuming that Bobert has drugs, had drugs in her vape, that still stands to be uh, seen. Um Current strike has profound geographical residence because of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Um, I'll get to you call her in a second. Um, Bill P. Christo fascism is a form of populism. The KKK is a form of right wing populism. Even if we want to be giving and say that the Klan is a form of far right wing populism, Donald Trump is still not a populist. Wait, we got daily news? Hey, Daily News, what's going on? Good to see you. Um, haven't seen you in a bit. How's the other half? Hope she's doing well. Um, so you also make sacrifices not to go under. UAW is making more than 20% less when you figure it inflation. Other companies are making massive profits and scaling down their production. Fewer cars, less gas needed. Electronics figure in bigly. 40% raises for auto workers since 1970, 1,040% raises for CEOs. Uh, Trump is critical of the union leaders, but has never criticized the millionaire execs exactly, Bill. I always figure there are trolls of mine. Uh, they are always we're trying to be, 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 be. yeah. Um, let's see. There we go. Is this Wes? Hello? Hello, yes. Or is this, this is Khalil? Yeah, it's Khalil. Hey, Khalil, what's going on? I'm doing okay. One of the things I noticed about um, you have people like Jesse Lee Peterson. I don't know if I told you about him. Uh huh. Um, basically, people like him, they act um, he they act uh, pro-black when it comes to actual when it comes to going against other minorities. But uh-huh. then when it comes to going against huh? Hmm. But then when it comes to going against actual white supremacists, they support that type of stuff. They they sit there and act stupid, and then they say, oh, you're playing the race card and all that stuff. It's like, at least back in the 1960s when people were racist, 
They didn't mm-hmm. try to pretend that they cared. Most of them didn't try to pretend like they cared. Nowadays, mm-hmm. even even like when you have like house house black people, a lot of them didn't pretend like they cared about African Americans and then, you know, be two faced it. Nowadays, you have racists and racist supporters that are two faced it. Right. I mean. Jesse Lee Peterson, just briefly looking at his Wikipedia page, sounds like Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. Yeah. I mean... I hope Uncle... Uncle Ruckus, I'm hoping that he was at least not two-faced like Jesse Lee Peterson. (laughs) Actually, Uncle Ruckus is probably more honest than than Peterson might be, as, as you describe him. But yeah, I mean... I mean... In, in, the, in the Wikipedia page in 2020, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson called uh, Donald Trump the Great White Hope. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> that. It's like so, I would respect Peterson more if he was more honest. He didn't try to use black people to go against other, like Hispanics and I mean illegal Hispanics people that are that we the U.S. government messed up the country and that happened. What why they're here? Because mm. even like George Zimmerman, he he defended George Zimmerman. But he didn't. He doesn't. You know, like if it's an actual illegal that does it, he'll go. He'll go support. He doesn't support them. It's like, be honest. You know. Well, yeah. He called in 2013. He called Trayvon Martin a thug. Um, yeah. yeah. He he is against Black History Month and Kwanzaa. Um, uh, in 2005, he suggested that most African Americans in New Orleans were relying on government to save them. Yeah, that's that's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he needs to. He need what he needs to do is he needs to either. What he needs to do is he needs to not, you know, be two faced like that. He needs to either, you know, be fully pro black or either be fully anti black. Because I mean, and not only that, his supporters are talk talk stupid too. And it's obvious that he's saying racist stuff. Because most, even most black people who support some racist stuff. They know when the the uh, line is, and this guy doesn't know what the line is, and his supporters talk to us like we're stupid. You know, it's like, how are you going to say somebody saying that, you know, going against black history is telling the truth? How are you going to say that? How are you going to say that most black people are lazy and stuff like that and support that type of stuff? It's like they, I mean, at least you would think that his supporters have a little bit of sense, most of them. I'm not going to say all of them don't, but... You would think that a lot of them would have sense, even the white ones, to not talk to us like we're stupid. You probably won't be able to hear this, but on the Wikipedia page, there's like a minute clip that the YouTube audience will be able to hear. So let me play this real quick. Oh, he's just talking about men and stuff. That's him more talking about like he. I could probably cover him when I talk about the unraveling toxic masculinity stuff. Because he, he seems like he he grabs on to that that crap too, but I mean how can you, I mean I, I can only I can't imagine a, a black man being born in Alabama in the '40s and embracing the stuff that he's embraced. It's it's ridiculous. It is. So, but I mean yeah, I mean he, yeah, it, it's crazy to to have. It's just, I mean, yeah, he's, I wonder if he's the, if he's the influence of Uncle Ruckus. Like, I wonder, I wonder if you looked it up, if who, if who was the influence of Uncle Ruckus, I wonder if it would be 
who is the influence of Uncle Rockus? Um, uh, he doesn't say if he doesn't say if there's anybody specifically. I guess they couldn't. I guess they couldn't necessarily say specifically that he was supposed to represent any one individual person, because then anybody, uh, anybody who he was actually specifically trying to say, then they could probably sue him for 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 you're trying to take my likeness or whatever. Because because when you what you notice that any time you say anybody, any time you have anybody in a TV show and you say and you have at the end any representation or likeness or comparison to to anybody in real life is strictly coincidental or whatever. So that's often what happens in those type of things. Yeah. So it's the same sorry. Go ahead. It's the same thing when you protest the banks. You protest the banks, people will tell you to get a job. But then you right. protest against illegals, they, they they call you a patriot. It's the same thing. You know, they they pick and choose. They want to go after the poor innocent people that you know, are put in that position, but then the people who are fat cats and all that stuff, they don't want to support. And it's oh, like yeah, people we, know the game. Well, you know, the right wing worships worships money and they love money and they and they hate they hate the poors. So if you're gonna if you they they, they wanna they wanna they, they don't, they're never gonna they're never gonna criticize the people they wanna be like, even though they'll never be like them. You know, it's just like you know, the whole like why in the South did this did southern you know poor white southerners fight for the south even though they would never own slaves in their lives because they one day hoped that they might still own slaves even though they never would but they said well what maybe i might so that's why they did it because they didn't they wanted didn't want to lose the opportunity that one day they might do it and i'm sure that the people who were this plantation owners would tell them you might one day be in my, be just like me and that's the same thing that I've been talking about in my in my toxic masculinity series. You know, you have these you have these people who are the so-called alpha men, and they are they they are telling these you know incel listeners of them uh, the the men going their own way or whatever. They're trying to convince them that they could be just like them too. They never will be, but. Right. They need to convince them that they're going to be in these alphas. They can just be just like these alphas. If only they give them these $100 super chats and, and give them the attention, and they'll give them the attention back because that's the, that's the way to do it. Because that's the only way they can stay relevant is if these people believe that if they listen to them long enough, they'll, they'll one day be just like them and be able to get you know, the high-value women because they'll one day be the high-value man just like they are, even though they're really not, even though at the end, at the end also, of the day, go ahead. Sorry. I also say that I also go up, like when it comes to Jesse Lee Peterson, Wild Bill for America and, and culture, I basically get on them, like verbally go off on them, not threatening or anything like that. But, you know, if, if like I said, if, they, if those three were honest, I wouldn't be saying anything negative to them on their Facebook page, but considering they're two-faced, I cannot handle that. It's like, how damn dare you? You try to use us to go against other people and then be be against us when it comes to actual white supremacy. It's like, you don't get to do that. So, if, like I said, if they were more honest, I, would, I wouldn't be saying negative things to them. I wouldn't be nasty towards them. Right. And um, also, I don't know if you heard of the history. I heard the history of uh, police officers. Police, 
was not only racist, but it was also sexist and ageist and ableist. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, like a lot of times when you were a kid, I don't know when you were born, but when I found out that back in the old days when a woman or a child was was considered property under their husband and the police wouldn't do anything about abuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it used to be legal to rape your wife. It wasn't considered rape if if you if you forced yourself on your wife. And that's the type of thing that those men like there's there's a there's a I don't know did I I think I did cover this in one of my toxic masculinity videos where where the guys like the the guy um what's his face? Myron was like if I if I come home and I want to have sex and you need to have sex with me because that's your job. And I, I, I go do my job when, when you want me to do, so you have to do your job, which is to have sex with me. Like, it's, yeah. they, they, they view women as walking vaginas, and that's it. So, yeah, they also, um, hold on. I, I, I see what you said, Gibson Media. I, I'm going to play something that the Blog Talk Radio audience cannot hear um, in a second that's going to that's gonna show you why you're wrong about the Civil War being fought. So I'm gonna to get to your comment in a second, Gibson Media. Hold on. Once, 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 once I finish up the conversation with my friend Khalil here. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, also, like even like with child abuse, I'm not against spanking, but I'm against putting bruises and welts and stuff. And like mm-hmm. if you watch Bachelor of Carolina, I don't know if you've seen that. Like the father, the stepfather was really abusive, putting welts and bruises. And I found out even back in the old days. When you had law enforcement, even child abuse was legal. Right. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you used, to, you used to be able to beat the crap out of your kids. I mean, you used to be able to absolutely do whatever you wanted. Now, my mom was a social worker when she was working. She's now retired, but she was a social worker before, and and she would basically, you know, tell the people when they would when they would discipline their kids with um, with spanking and whatever. She was like, look. If you don't leave a bruise, I can't do anything about it. But if you leave a bruise, I can I can take action, and that's what she would say. She says, if if you leave bruises, I can take action. So don't leave a bruise, and that's basically what yeah. she would end up telling them. Because if if, if if there's there's no bruises, there's nothing actionable for me to do. And so, sorry for cutting you off. Um, that's no what I was told back in those times. Police officers didn't do their didn't do their job about child abuse. So basically, they had to have federal laws. I think I lost you. I think I lost you, Khalil. What I was saying is, back in those times, police didn't do anything about child abuse either. So they had to have put in federal laws. I don't know if it was more in the north or the south. Elizabeth says the rule of thumb came from you weren't allowed to beat your wife with a stick that was bigger than the, than than your thumb. So as long as the stick was smaller than what your thumb was, it was okay to beat your wife with that stick. So so yeah. Um anywho. All right. Well thank you very much, Khalil. I appreciate your call as always. Um well, again we'll we'll be back on the air Monday. So we're we're going two days a week from now on for the most part. So um, you'll be able to call in more often. It'll be good. It'll be, we'll get to hear from you tw- twice as much. So I appreciate you as always, and you have a good rest of your day. All right, have a good one, man. All right, again, Blog Talk Radio audience, I, I apologize. You won't be able to hear this because this is going to be something that I'm going to be playing from YouTube. Um, so let's, let's switch. Let me, let me pull this up.
Um, let's mute it. As, let's mute it a second as the ad plays. Come on, let's get full screen. Come on. Why are you taking so long? Hold on. There we go. There's that. Pause. Pause. This is not work. Why is this being so stupid? There we go. Okay. This is... Oh, that's the raw... We got infinity right there. We are going into infinity. <laughs> I don't know why my computer does this sometimes. The the alternate screen uh, will... Uh, um, let's see. There we go. This is the only thing I ever share from Prager University. That's right. Prager University made this video. I know you're shocked as much as I am. I don't know how anybody could make the argument that the Civil War, that the secession was not fought about slavery. Ah! Read that. Listen to that. I mean, this is Prager freaking University. Prager freaking University. We don't need the closed captioning. Prager freaking University is saying this. Like... They are some of the most conservative site out there. And they are just dropping a truth bomb here when it comes to slavery 
and why the Civil War was fought. It is clearly because the South wanted to maintain its hold on its, as they said, peculiar institution of slavery. And who fired the first shot? Who fired the first shot, everyone, class? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller, anyone? Now, I will remind you that there's no such thing as states' rights. States have powers. People have rights. Um, There's no such thing as states' rights, but it's a colloquialism that's used, so we'll just allow them to just use it for this point. And, you know, this is my pedantry that I do use a lot in political speech when discussing the Constitution because there's no such thing as states' rights. People have rights. States have powers. But they're conservatives and will continue. I'll get to that comment in a second, Gibson. Half-slave and half-free. I got that from Disney World.
well, um, DeSantis denies that, and other people who now want to re-retcon history deny that, but this was made before that the, the changes in Florida and law and all that other BS, but let's continue. And there you go. The one video that I found ever in the entirety of my ever seeing Prager University videos that I will constantly use and refer to because it nails it right on the head. Slave, the Civil War was fought over slavery and slavery only. Period. End of story. I, I will absolutely appeal to them and should use them because I can't say you can't say I'm 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 trying to use some sort of liberal biased website to try and back up my claims here, right? You, you can't say that I'm like going to MSNBC or 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 some other site that you know confirms you know my cognitive biases or whatever you can't say that i'm that i'm going to some you know something some site that's going to be like you know on my side no i'm good this site is never on my side 99.9 percent of the time but this video is absolutely right stop clock being right twice a day and all i mean i haven't found the second time that prager university is right but this video spot on 100% correctly states exactly why the Civil War is fought. Mic drop, end of story, done. Period. With a T. All right, so here we go. Let's, let's roll back to see what I have to respond to now. Um, do, 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 do. Gibson Media says, Dan, this is a six-minute video that outlines facts, but uh, you can't share links here um, because you're not a mod. So um, did you email it to me? Uh, maybe you emailed it to me. I don't know. Let's see. Um, let's see. Why were black Americans suffering for over 100 years after this war? Because just because the Civil War was over and slavery stopped, it doesn't mean that racism stopped. Because the same people who were still beaten in the war still existed. Like, if you've watched Star Wars, like, just because the Empire was beaten, it doesn't mean that the people who were in the Empire just disappeared. They continued to want to fight and maintain their power. The moths still existed. You still had the admirals that were there. You, you, you know, to use the sci-fi example, you had there, there. There are people who still wanted to maintain their 
their power, maintain their, and they found different ways <clears throat> to maintain that power. So they created Jim Crow laws. They created all sorts of different ways to, you know, continue their discrimination, discriminate to discriminate against black folks. So yeah, so the end of slavery wasn't wasn't the perfect end all be all solution to make lives better for black folks in this country. But that doesn't mean that the war wasn't fought over slavery because clearly the war was fought over slavery because that's what the southern states said that they were seceding for. They seceded specifically over slavery. Do do do. Boom ba boom ba boom ba boom. In the United States, states' rights again, no such thing. Have maintained the strong state governments are more consistent with the vision of Republican government put forward by the founding fathers. Of course, the the Republican government put forward by the founding fathers also included slavery. So. Um, we have to give. Uh, we have to. We have to. You know, the, the the government founded by by the founding fathers included counting black men as not being able to vote and include and counting black men as three fifths of a person. Um, Daily News: States have taken the rights out of the people's rights. Well, yes, that's one of the reasons why I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the idea that local governments is, is always the best. That's why I believe that we need. A high, the, the higher authority of the federal government to come down and tell the local governments to stop being stupid. When local governments act and, and, and take away and usurp people's rights, you need a higher government to come in and say, no, stop it, you're being stupid. No, stop it, you're circumventing people's rights. You're, you're usurping people's individual rights and freedoms. That's why you need stronger, higher levels of government to come down and be like, no, bad. Swatting the dog on the nose with the, with the newspaper or whatever, but not leaving a mark. Because that's abuse. Coming full circle again. Um, I just don't get, what don't I get? What's my email? You should have my email. I've given you my email. It's at Gmail. Liberal Dan Radio. Gmail. Hmm. Um, that, that, that's my email. It's always been my email. LiberalDanRadio at gmail.com. Anywho. So, let's take another sip because I'm thirsty. Rolling back to the topic of the show. Maybe we'll get back to, to the email conversation. So the auto, so populism. Back to Trump as being a populist. He's not a populist. He might. He again. He might. He might spout populist rhetoric. He might be a faux populist. He might say things that make him seem like a populist. The only news. No, I don't want government to run my life. There's been many times on this on this podcast where I've specifically stated on the exact opposite. 
It's conservatives that want government to run people's lives. Conservatives want, want government to tell people that they can't, what sexual things they can't do, what they can do with their own bodies, what they can or can't smoke or drink. Conservatives are the ones who want prohibition of, of substances. Conservatives are the ones who want to prohibit sex acts. Conservatives are the ones who want to prohibit uh, gay marriage. Uh, conservatives want to step in and prohibit uh, consenting adults from being able to have uh, consensual sex with each other. Conservatives use government to step in and stop them to do from all sorts of things. There is a local display here in New Orleans, in the New Orleans metropolitan area, um, that somebody created, and it, it's and the guy is a conservative. The guy is a MAGA conservative, like totally. But he created he creates like very hardcore, over the top Halloween decorations, and this year is no different. And he has like a Jesus on a cross, but the Jesus is beheaded, and Satan is holding the beheaded Jesus or whatever. And all of the people in the neighbor in the conservative Bucktown neighborhood are just all. I can't. This is terrible. And and the the woman on the news is like, I support free speech, but and if you've watched Game of Thrones, I think it was Ned Stark who was quoted as saying, anything before the word but is a lie. So if you say I support free speech, but you don't support free speech. Um. And these are a bunch of conservatives. And what did the conservatives do when they uh, when they didn't like this display that was on in this person's yard? They called code enforcement. What does that do? That is them calling government to tell this person what they can or cannot have in their yard. Conservatives are the people that are more likely to have neighborhood associations. They're the ones that want to run little neighborhood associations and say, this is what you can or this is what you can't have in your property. Little, little, little tiny little Nazi little associations that say, you can't have, you can't have this, you have to cut your grass, this, but you, you can't have certain garbage cans, you can't, you can't paint your house a certain color. That little, little tiny little fascist hamlet. Gibson Media. Alexander Hamilton once called political parties the most fatal disease of popular government. Well, I mean, but we, they created a system that ultimately ends up with that defaults to having political parties. So how smart were they? All right, let's check the bail. Let's check my in let's check my box to see what Gibson uh See what Gibson Media put in my box. Oh my. Sounds like Obama Green Police. I, I would I would disagree with that. State citizenship and introduction. That doesn't seem to me to this is state citizenship and introduction. That doesn't seem to be anything about the Civil War. I'll open it up for a second. 
or it's on, it's on mute or it was not that this introductory video the North Carolina American Republic explains state citizenship covering the historical and legal background the consequences of unlawful states and how you can become a state citizen and be part of the movement to reestablish lawful states a historical legal background consequences of lawful states how you can become a state citizen um, all right here's the deal I will watch this outside of the show, and if, if I feel that it is relevant to the topic at hand, uh, to, to the, I, I will air it Monday. All right? So, well, it addresses the 14th Amendment, but that doesn't necessarily mean it addresses whether or not, it, that doesn't necessarily mean that it addresses the idea of whether or not the Civil, the, the civil War was fought over the idea of slavery or not. So we all know we disagree over the 14th Amendment. We all know that you think that the 14th Amendment was not constitutionally passed. And we're not having that debate. We, we, that's going to be ad nauseum. So I don't think we're ever going to – I don't think we're ever going to reach a conclusion on that. I don't think I, – I think you've made your point on that one. I don't I – don't, I, I've not seen anything in addition that's going to – yet. I've not seen anything yet that's going to change my mind on that. So um, again, I'll, I'll watch it after the show. I don't feel like subjecting the audience to the whole thing. If there's a clip – that's relevant to the topic at hand. We'll play it on Monday if I can get to it, but I'm not going to play the whole thing for the audience at this point, because I don't think the whole thing is relevant to what it is. Wes, why shouldn't we just let the South withdraw? Well, here's the thing. That's a good question. I mean, I've made the argument on the show several times that if we want to just let the MAGA folks just have their own country, like give them the Dakotas, Wyoming, Minnesota, um, Montana, uh, Idaho, Utah, Kansas, um, Arkansas, Iowa, Oklahoma. Give them that whole area. Let, let them have that whole area, maybe with the exception of maybe the areas that are currently reserved as reservations. Um, for for the for the indigenous folks, uh, let them have that area. Let them call it their own country. Let them call it Trumplandia or Dumbfuckistan or whatever they want to call it. They can all move there. They can build a giant wall as big as they want to, even though no one's going to want to go there. Um, they can install Donald Trump as supreme emperor for life. Um, and then when the next round of some big virus hits um, and it wipes out everybody because nobody wants to do the, the responsible thing. We'll just be able to all move back there again in a couple of years and everything will be over with. But, you know, I'm fine with that. If that's what they want to do. If they, if they want to go form their own little country and out of those states, I'm fine with that. But Email me when, when your podcast airs and let me know, and I'll, and I'll come on your podcast as well and let me know what the subjects would be so I can prepare a little bit, and I'll be more than happy to do so. Um, and I'll bring on Demonox and Yosh, and we'll, we'll form Voltron on the show as well. Just have to prepare. I just have to make sure. 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll br- I'll bring Voltron with me. Um, Texas, Wes, I don't know. I don't know if I want to give up Texas. <laughs> don't want to let Donald Trump's hands get too big because everything, everything's bigger in Texas. Um, so, but yeah, let them have all that area Tuesday at 7 p.m. See, that's why I figured you weren't on. You didn't call in yesterday, because that's when I had my show yesterday was seven. How long does the show last on Tuesday? Um. So, what was I gonna say? But yeah, like, why did why not just let the South secede though and let them go? Is because would it be morally responsible? To let the South secede, would would you? Is it morally responsible if you think that the enslaved people are being treated unfairly? Is it responsible to just let the South secede and let the Southern, let those states, let the Confederate States of America continue to treat those people unfairly? If if you believe that those people should instead be considered citizens of the United States of America. Um, if you're calling, I don't recognize the area code. If you're calling, let me know in the chat on YouTube who it is that's calling. Um, what's your area? Area code 815. In the YouTube chat, let me know who youtube.com slash liberal radio. If you're not listening on YouTube, let me know who you are. And so I can know who's calling. Uh, it's us. Okay. There you go. I, I didn't recognize the area code, Wes. What's going on, my buddy? What's, how's it hanging? Not a whole lot. I am just, I am just considering. You know, how could a history have been changed in so many ways if so much had not happened? You know, what if well, we, we had let a show about? Go? We had a show about that. I did a show about like um, the liberal Dan Radio multiverse. Like what? What if if you would have changed something? Like let's say just one small thing had happened. Like what would what would the effect. difference be? Yeah, what the butterfly effect? What would what would the difference have been? Like you know, I I, always, I love alternate history books. Like that's one of my favorite types of fiction is is reading alternate history. Like there's a whole bunch of Harry Turtledove books that he's one of my favorite authors, and he actually wrote a um, he wrote one book where where it was it was called Guns of the it was Guns of the South, where there were time travelers that went back in time and armed the South with like, like machine guns or something and enabled them to, to be able to win this, win the civil war just because, you know, they had better weaponry. And then there was another whole series of books where it it wasn't based off of that story, but it was um, what would have happened if the South wouldn't have lost these plans that they really did lose um, that the, the North were able to find these, plans that were written on like cigars and instead of the north finding them and being able to catch the south doing something the south were like "Ooh, it's a good thing we didn't get these lost and then they smoked the cigars instead because they no longer needed the plans and the south was able to (laughs) then win the south was able to retain their freedom and then it goes on for like a series of like there was there was one book and then there was a bunch of books afterwards like maybe like 10 12 different books um, starting from how few remain. And it's interesting how he does it. Like, 
because even though there are things that were so different there, he, he makes it seem like even though there are things that are different, there are things that still remain the same, but things happen in different parts of the world, even though same, like the, the, the communist revolution doesn't happen in, in, in Russia. It happens in the South. Um, the, the, the different things happen in different areas, but other things happen completely differently as well. Um, and so it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely a good read. If he's definitely a good read and he's also very liberal. If you follow him on Twitter, he's definitely a very liberal person. And I was very surprised. I was very I'm happily liberal, surprised. You're a liberal. Wouldn't I was very, like I was, for some reason, I was very too. surprised to see, <laughs> I was very surprised to see that somebody who wrote an alternate history about the South winning the civil war was somebody that was so progressive that that was a refreshing thing to see. Um, I guess it means that not, not every somebody like who is a writer, like when I write things, I usually write things that have a dark ending. So it seems to me like he's the same way. <laughs> hey, I didn't see that Tim and Bill entered the channel. I think, Hey Tim, Hey Bill, what's going on? All right. So continue Wes. I hey like Tim, Philip, Hey Bill, Hey Jolie. Hey, I feel a bustard a bit. Media restoring our Republic. I have no idea who you are. Tim he's Farrell. called in the show. You know, he's he's called in the show. He's the he's the one that pisses everyone off, Wes. <laughs> okay, Gibson Media. I forgive you for pissing me off. I don't even remember. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth, I love you so much. You are so sweet to me. It's all it's all undeserved. Anything else, Wes? I I don't know. We can get into it has to do with race. What if oh. you know, by now you know what would have happened. The African American the African population would have had to just by numbers taken over the South. If we had just set them free the slaves would have rebelled by themselves. They did not need help. Harriet Tubman was just, she was a villain that the South used. You know, John Brown. They were hardly real. They were like mythology. Tipping a few, Bill. Yeah, I guess three... Three is a few, so this is my third. Wait, what? Repeat that again? I, I missed part of it. Two days before Lincoln's inauguration as the 16th president. Well, no, you're just reading what Gibson is saying. We don't need to read what Gibson is saying. What were you saying? Okay, I'm saying that this is 2023. 2023. Mm -hmm. The Civil War was a long time ago, but if there was another nation, you know, did it include Texas? It might have taken Mexico by now, and Haiti would be its capital. You understand maybe, what maybe. I mean? Maybe. I mean, there was, there, that's there's some part of that. I think there is part of that where 
I think in, in those books, I think Cuba was part of the South and the South took over some of Mexico. They bought they bought some of the northern parts of Mexico from Mexico in order for them to have an outlet to the West and to the Pacific Ocean. Yep. And, then, so, and then there's New Mexico and Arizona and California. How would they prefer to go back then? They might have liked being left alone because Mexico had no real government. I don't know. It's it's, inter- it's an interesting topic of conversation, but I don't want to go too far into it the alternate history because I do want to get back. Like a monopoly I, yeah. game. I do want to get back to the. Uh, I do want to eventually get back to the whole strike thing, but. Gibson Media is on the phone for a second, so we'll, we'll entertain we'll entertain him for a second. But then we do. I do want to get okay, back to the topic. I was love a strike too, captain. If you ever want to hear about it, okay. We'll sp- back. All right. Back to you, Dan. I love All you. Right. I'm signing off. Have a go on Wes. I don't know how, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. Let's see. All right. We're we're bringing you on for a second. We're, we're not going to waste too much. Yeah. We're not going to spend. We're not going to spend no, too much time. No, if you time. want to talk about the strike, would you like to talk about the strike? We can do that. Sure. I mean, we can talk briefly about what you want to talk about here, but we can then talk about the strike. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, what I put inside the uh, chat there was, is obviously uh, very clear. You know, it's, it's, it's blaming the war on slavery was the way the Northern Court, you know, Northern Court historians used the morality to cover up Lincoln's uh, aggression and the war crimes of his generals, basically demonizing the enemy well, wait, with moral well, language works wait, to the victim. Let me cut you off a second. But who fired the okay. first shot? Well, that's that, according to history. What's written? Uh, then you have to say the South. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, but is there any evidence contrary to that that says that anybody else fired the first shot? Well, we know, we know with Andrew Jackson when he was president, we almost went to war. I mean, the, the North and South almost went to war then, uh, and he, you know, thirty years prior to that. So that, that was building up for quite some time. The uh, and it wasn't over slavery. That's not. I mean, yes, slavery became an issue during the war. Of course, it was a major issue, but it was not the sole reason why. They walked out of the, uh, the Congress. I forgot what number was, 61, what, 61st Congress, I think, or 59th. But the reason why they abandoned their seats and walked out, it wasn't because of just slavery. I mean, it, you had the international bankers you had that were uh, funneling in money, playing with the tariffs on the South. I mean, there was many different things. The ports of uh, the South were being blocked um, by the shipping. Uh, there were so many different issues that were going on at the time that, that were feeding itself through a 30-year period, even before Andrew Jackson even. So it was inevitable that they were going to have a divide of, uh, between North and South. I mean, I'm not sticking up for the South saying they should have won, but don't get me wrong there. And I'm not saying slavery should have should have continued on. But what had happened was it was a good deception. They enslaved all of us through the 14th Amendment, through the Reconstruction Acts that were then pushed in 1871, the Organic Act, which changed the wording of the Constitution, which changed the wording of the United States of America, and the United, you know, and changed a lot of words and important words, citizen and person, and, uh, and you know, a lot of these words have meanings, uh, you know. But this is a deep conversation. I know you don't want to get into too in depth to, about it now, but. That was the reason for mainly for the Civil War was basically to turn the United States into a corporate nation, and that's what basically what happened. D.C. became a corporation. 
All right, let's talk about let's talk about the strikes since that's what I want to talk about. The, okay. the United Auto sure. Workers and the strikes. So let's talk about the strike. What, what are your thoughts about it? What you? Well, I want to hear yours, please, if you don't mind. Let me hear yours first. All right. Well, I mean, there's, you know, I, I I was gonna go into it simply because of the fact that you know I have I have some thought that there was there were some comments I made yesterday where I was you know I I had some potential issues. Let me let me see if I can pull up the the responses that were made. Um, to my video from yesterday because I cut it. Let's because I was I was questioning the idea as to whether or not um, the employees should you know is, if 40% is a reasonable ask if if an increase of 40% of of their current salary is a reasonable ask and there is a union person who who responded who and I don't know if the facts are are 100% legit. Um, and they said that the labor currently is is five percent of the cost of an automobile build. Um, so if you get a forty percent increase in the cost of labor, it would only be eight percent of the of the cars build. Um, and when I did some research on there's four other, key demands here, They're, they want four key four, demands. Yeah, there's four. Well, we'll get to that in a right? second. But but so if so, I was looking at other items that are built. Other 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 items that are produced and and what everyone says the, what what's what's a decent you know the cost of labor what percentage should it should let the labor percentage be of the gross overall cost of an item if you sell an item how much should the labor cost be of that and um, I've saw numbers as maybe low as you know ten to fifteen almost twenty percent of the price of the item is what labor should cost. So if, if, if 40% brings them only up to 8% and that's still, that's still much less than what many goods and services do, then maybe 40% is a reasonable ask. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on the elimination of the, um, tiered system, um, of, of, cause I don't necessarily, by that somebody who is a new hire should be paid the same amount of money that somebody who's been working for 20, 30 years or whatever. Like I'm for increasing wages because if, 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 if the auto workers did make sacrifices in order to make sure that the, during the lean years that the automakers didn't go out of business. And if, and if, if you as a worker made sacrifices during the lean years, you absolutely should be rewarded during the fat years. And so, and if you're not, and if they're not going to do that, then I absolutely would strike if I was a worker too. Now, would, would, I, would I agree 100% with what they're striking for? I don't know. Um, cost of living protections, you know, yeah, I would absolutely, you know, if, if they're not, if you're not adjusting wages at the cost of living, then, you know, yes, that, that's a reasonable ask, I believe. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, there's, again, there's the tiered system. I, I would love to have somebody who's a union person uh, to come on and explain to me why somebody who is a six-month employee who was working at a job, who is, who is working, uh, working, doing labor uh, for an automobile industry, uh, why they should be getting the pay the same amount of money as somebody who's been working 10 years. 
Um, to me, if I'm working the job 10 years, I have more experience. I'm more reliable. I'm somebody who is, you know, put in, you know, I'm somebody who is probably more efficient than somebody who's been working the job for six months. So therefore I'm probably, I potentially deserve more money. Um, however, um, that there, maybe there's an argument to be made on the other side and I'm not considering it and I'm always open-minded to hear the other side of the coin. Um, so, so I'm not, I'm not sold on, on the elimination of the tiered system, but I'm also not working in an industry. So I'm, I'm open, I'm open to hearing that as well. And what's, what's the fourth? Well, I disagree with, with it. They're asking for a payback. Okay. They're asking for the payback for the loss of real income they suffered because of the, they didn't have the, the, uh, a COLA clause on over the, uh, last several years. And that was by mm -hmm. their own fault alone. Okay. And, and, and then if they want future protection for future inflation, okay, which, okay, so all right, so that's, that's fine if they want to put that on the table now, but they want now to, to be retroactive to when they didn't ask for it when they got bailed out in 2007. That's wrong, okay? I know they, you know, they had what they, you know, they got what they wanted in 2007. They didn't put that in their contract in their negotiations. They, you know, so that's, that's blame that on the union, not the, the CEOs. That's not their fault. Well, I mean, but... They made a deal back in the day because there was there was there were there were the automakers were having issues, so therefore they made a negotiation to say, hey, we're willing to take some cuts in order to make sure that we all can keep our jobs. So if they're willing to do that in the short term, they should be able, but they should be able to recome to the table. That that's that, that's I don't think it's necessarily a matter of fault that. They said, okay, well, we'll do this now, but we're going to come back. I think it was, there was probably an understanding that at some point they were going to come back to the table and try and, and, re, and renegotiate a deal, especially if at the at, if things get better and 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 the, and the company doesn't come back and say, hey, you know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna reward y'all now because y'all were awesome and y'all did y'all helped us out, so therefore we're gonna we're gonna reimburse you for helping us out, and they didn't do that, so. Therefore, the the unions then have to come in and say, well, we want we want our share of the pie. Now, in my opinion, you know, instead of saying maybe a forty percent cost adjustment or forty percent raise in and of itself, I'd be like, look, maybe do twenty percent and throw in some throw in some uh, profit sharing instead. Say, hey, you know, give us some profit sharing. Would that maybe it'll give us you know a little more money now, but maybe it'll give us you know. So it'll be a little buffer. Well, you know, co companies are doing, you know, the research on that. That shows the two-tier, this two-tier is harm. This, uh, the research shows that two-tier is harmful for the company and works and workers. You know, I mean, they, they did that with UPS and it went, and they found out that, you know, it, it, it's actually helping the company. So, you know, it's, you know, eliminating some of these tiers at UPS actually helps the UPS. So, and then maybe that's what they need to do here, too. You know, uh, you know, I, but one thing is, though, for certain is, is I don't like the government being involved consistently with these, these auto, uh, auto workers and, the, you know, being involved in these corporations. I just don't like that. I just I just but are, are they, they really are they really in like not in Germany, you know, are uh, they really involved? Like, are they really <laughs> like I know the Biden administration is, is, is trying to help out in the negotiation, but I don't think I don't think they're. I don't think they're like dictating anything at this point. I think they're just not trying to yet. help mediate. Well, yeah, not, not yet, yet, but I mean, yeah, it's just they've got to be careful. Same. I think that's something that everybody should keep an eye on. You know, I just we're, don't we're, like we're, that because that leads right to fascism. You know, 
were you critical when when Trump did it when between the steel and the steel steel mills and the steel workers? Yeah, I I, okay. I don't think that any any you know the form any form of government should be involved in the uh, and, you know like you said okay if they're just you know sticking their nose and saying trying to help them along okay fine but when once they start getting taxpayer money invested into these companies and they start making political decisions and influencing them kind of like national socialism then we're in trouble you know and, well, I mean, and, I, and that's what I'm afraid of. Well, with steel, for example, I mean, there's, I mean, if, if we're spending taxpayer money to buy steel because we need steel to build things like, you know, warships or something, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about wanting to make sure that we have a, a sturdy steel thing. That, that doesn't mean that we need to take over steel. I'm not saying we should take over the steel industry or whatever, but that there's, there's, there's an interest there to make sure that the steel industry is is solid. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. mean that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to control it. The government needs to control it in and of itself. But but there there should be there's an there's an incentive there for government to make sure that it's running so that we can build things that need to be built. What do you know what do you know about them want the company wanting to uh get rid of the uh eighteen uh facilities? I think it's what eighteen facilities they want to get rid of they want to close and sell eighteen facilities including uh assembly plants and parts depots. Uh, uh, that's according to the union. Is that true or do you know anything about that? For like the automakers? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. The automakers want to close uh, 18 facilities. Let's yeah. See. Um, UA strikes. Stellantis could close 18 facilities under the deal. Blah 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 blah. Here's the full details. Um, Stellantis' latest offer to United Auto Works could lead to closure of 18 facilities, but also repurpose an idled vehicle assembly plant in Illinois. The proposal was made before the start of the UAW strikes against Stellantis, Ford, and GM. Plans would likely affect thousands of UW members, shrink the automaker's northern footprint, and create new modern plants and parts and distribution network. Um, so close U.S. facilities, also bring new investments, repurpose idle facility plant in Illinois. Um, it would shrink the North American footprint, create new modernized parts and distribution network, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so basically they're threatening that, that maybe they would close some things in, and maybe open some plants uh, maybe in Mexico. I don't know. Um, ah, that's it. <laughs> you just said the key word right there. Uh, you know, that's, well, that's that the word. Well, Anytime we send jobs, you know. Well, one of the things is just like you know that that's that's one of the reasons why I think that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I support some sort of tariffs, because if if we're gonna if, if businesses want to outsource outsource to you know to save money on labor. I didn't want to ship those items back into the country because they want to circumvent, you know, and get cheap labor to, to the to the detriment of the American worker. Then there should be a cost to that if they want to do now that. That's right. That's but, right. Hey, so you great. so you supported Trump. Well, you supported Trump then when he wanted the tariffs then, right? Well, I mean, if, if that's if that's what Trump if that if that's what Trump wanted to do in that particular thing, then I would agree on that particular thing. I, look, I said. There were particular yeah. things that I agreed with Trump, and I've said that before in the podcast. Okay. When Trump, yeah, when Trump have, proposed, yeah. Trump proposed that that you should be able to try particular medicines under certain circumstances. I agreed with that when Trump 
Um, you know, it, it was a small program, but when he lowered the price of, I think, insulin and whatever in, in certain clinics, I mean, well, that that's was huge fine. that we agree on that about the jobs because that's very important to the American people, everybody. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Jobs are very important. And when you want to ship jobs out of this country, then you're absolutely correct. Put a tariff on the product. You know, once they, if they want to ship it back in, you know, at, at our cost, you know, so that's very important. Right. So, yeah, so I think I think that is, I, I, I say, um, let's see, whatever. Aquatic, be careful, Dan. You sound like Trump. I don't sound like Trump yet. I, 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 in order for me to sound like Trump, I'd have to be like, I think that if if a job, if a company wants to ship jobs overseas, <laughs> that we need to put a tariff if they want to bring the if they want to ship that product back across the American borders. Then I'd be sounding like Trump. Hey, Cynthia, for back now, you, see, you shouldn't be taking. Now, you see, that's dead wrong. The, the audience should not be criticizing anyone if they if they're trying to if they're agreeing upon something that's going to affect all well, Americans. You know, Aquatic, Aquatic is, is 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 agrees with you, I think, more than the majority of my audience. So, if it's that's good. It, so, <laughs> I, I think I think he I think he's more Aquatic is more centr more more of more. Maybe more centrist. I don't know if he's more right wing, but he's more more aquatic is more centrist. I don't know if aquatic is. I assume am, am I using your right pronouns? Aquatic? Are you a dude? I might I might be I might be getting your gender wrong. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell with usernames. Um, but anyway, so, uh, but no, I mean I've 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 even before Trump was president, I've 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 long supported the idea that if corporations want to save money by shipping jobs overseas and then and then they want to then sell those products back in the country that there should be a cost to that and they should have to pay tariffs so um yeah that that's that's been the case long before trump so i would then argue trump agrees with me not that i agree with trump <laughs> well, so, and, uh, not to get off subject, but uh, um, you know, three things. Uh, just one, maybe your audience don't know. The Clorox wipes. There's going to be a shortage of those now across the country because of the cyber, the so-called cyber attack. So look for your grocery store sh shelves to be empty for months on end with these Clorox wipes. Another, yeah, just idiotic. I just don't understand why. You know what that has to do with Clorox wipes, but that's just one of the big things out there. And then Biden is, is creating, it just Clorox uh, wipes? Like, can you get Lysol wipes, or is it, or is it is it all wipes? It's going to be all 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 wipes. Yeah, any type Lovely. of disinfectant wipes. Yeah. So go, go to uh, maybe I'll check Costco this weekend and stock up. It'll be like the toilet paper during COVID all over again. <laughs> but uh, Biden is creating a, a office uh, focused on gun violence prevention. I mean, you know, I think this is just a waste bureaucrat. Here we are, lobbyists and bureaucrats, special interest groups, again, attacking the Second Amendment when this is not the problem. That's not the problem we should be looking at when it comes to gun violence, more or less. Uh, you know, and then they want to, you know, like they want to, uh, what, tax these uh, gun manufacturers, um, make people buy insurance for their – I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Any type of attack on the Second Amendment is unconstitutional. Shall not be infringed. What does anyone understand about that? I don't know. Well, I mean, even even uh, Scalia said that the Second Amendment does not mean that there's an unlimited right, and it doesn't mean that you know that you can own anything you want to, and that there could be regulations on it. And Scalia would I would argue is probably one of was probably one of the most staunch believers in the Second Amendment, um, and he said that in um, in the Heller versus DC ruling or whatever. Uh, let's yeah. see. Let me let me let me look at this NPR thing. The new White House office on gun violence prevention. Now, in and of itself, 
there's nothing wrong in and of itself with preventing gun violence. Now, of course, there's nothing in and of itself wrong with being a patriot, but the Patriot Act is a bad thing. So that just because something is, is, is a gun violent, you know, so, so obviously just because something is named something doesn't mean that that's exactly what it's going to do. Um, let's see. Uh, new office expect to be led by so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. What is it? There's been a paradigm shift during the midterm elections. Uh, President called for common sense regulations. Um, Biden says uh, willing to act unilaterally on issues. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, not even public to shift its opinion. So that 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 NPR article told me nothing about what the office is going to do. So well, I'm just worried about it. Anytime they anytime they come up with anything that has to do with the Second Amendment, because I think it should just be left alone. The founders were very clear. The Constitution guarantees that you know. Again, we always put this: the Constitution guarantees that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. A plain reading of the Second Amendment ought to be enough to stop nearly all federal gun laws right then and there. You know, but over the past century, courts, scholars have watered down the Bill of Rights. With, with convoluted arguments that contradict the overwhelming historical evidence available today. If we go back and read what the founder said, even in the Federalist Papers, anything that has to do with arms and guns. You know, I just don't know what, how could this could be any type of uh, disagreement between Republican, Democrat, or any American that comes, comes in. Because uh, if you look at any dictator throughout the history of the world, first thing they always did was ban guns. Venezuela, ban guns. Hitler, ban guns. Mao, ban guns. I mean, you know, so Stalin, ban guns. And look what happened. So, you know, I would just, I would just love to be able to, I would love to be able to, this is, this is what, I mean, this is a sci-fi thought, so it's not realistic, but I would love to be able to, like, like to write before Thomas Jefferson died on his deathbed, like when, if he was alone, <laughs> to be able to grab him when he was alone, to pull him forward into the future and be able to just have a conversation with him and be like, look, dude, um, this is the state of our country as it is now, and just ask him his opinion on all sorts of things. Like, you know, this is this. Tell, tell him about like this is the type of guns that we have now. What, what would you say about this? And what would you say about you know people being able to own these sort of guns? What do you think about this type of laws? Just to see what what he would say and what 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 they would what they meant specifically about the words. Be, that were written because I think if well, I wrote well, that, yeah, if I wrote that, that sentence, if I wrote that sentence, if I wrote that sentence in an English class, I think I would fail because it's a horribly written sentence. Well, it's and, evidence that, well, look, evidence can be found in the Second Amendment itself. First, there are no except clauses in the text. Right? It simply says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. But it doesn't say own. It doesn't say buy. It just says bear. Well, okay, well, let's look at all the text. The first reference is militias. In the period in which the Bill of Rights was passed, as well throughout the entire history of the American colonies, militias were composed of individual citizens and a given community who owned guns, farmers, blacksmiths, tradesmen, etc. In the 18th century, militias could not have existed without individual gun rights. That's just a fact. Okay. I mean, I I, I think that, but if the militias... Could the militias have, you know, could the militias have, I mean, you could have had a centralized location where the militias could have had the guns and they could have gone and gotten the guns. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's many different ways where you could have had a militia. So I, I, I don't necessarily on, on the top of my head. And look, 
I, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that law-abiding citizens should be stopped from owning a gun. I don't believe, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with people who, you know, are law-abiding citizens from owning. You know, if you want to go get a gun, fine, go get a gun. But I think there should be universal background checks. I don't think there should be anything, any way that you should be able to obtain ownership of, of a gun that does not include a background check. And I think all transfers of gun ownership from one person to another should require a background check. And I think that would, that would stop some of the gun, gun violence. That wouldn't stop all. Well, it would stop some. Yeah. And I well, think, and I well, think that's, you know, Madison, the father of the constitution, you know, he wrote, he wrote in the federalist papers that being armed is an advantage that the Americans possess over the people of almost every other nation. You know, I mean, it's just that we are, are allowed to own guns. Yeah, but Madison, did, Madison also didn't have a government that had, uh, you know, a 10 warthogs with the de- depleted uranium tip shells and, um, <laughs> Also, and, and and also, like, are are you? I forget or I forget this or not. Are you are are you are you typically a textualist when it comes to laws? No, I mean, if we define that. Give me your version of that. The textualist. Text. Should, should should laws be interpreted as written, or should laws be interpreted as 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 they were as 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 the authors intended them to be written? Like when people say it, talk about what do you think about the term legislative intent? When people talk about a law as as legis- when do people talk about legislative intent, do you say that that is irrelevant that we should interpret laws as written, or or is legislative intent something that should be taken into consideration? No, no, it should be as it is written. It means okay. what it says. It says what it means. So if laws should be taken as written and and legislative intent is meaningless, then the founding then the Federalist Papers are not something. That should be oh crap we've hold on okay oh you can hear me but the the yeah. stream uh, oh no you can hear me but the streams of YouTube just got cut off and reconnected itself so we have to oh boy start we have to start over for a second I don't know what the last thing that the people heard on the stream because OBS connected and then reconnected so got you. we're gonna got you. rewind. So, uh, so when we last were connected to YouTube, uh, Gibson Media said that he believes in legislative doesn't believe in legislative intent. That uh, he believes that we should read the laws as written. And my point that I was making was that if we believe that laws should be interpreted as written, and we shouldn't take into consideration legislative intent, then we then when, then we should not be referring to the Federalist Papers because all the Federalist Papers does is point out legislative intent. That if they wanted the words to be in the Constitution, they would have included the words in the Constitution and not written them in the Federalist Papers. So that's that's one of my issues with the Federalist Papers and people who often point to them are often also people who will reject the argument of legislative intent. Well, let me ask you this question. And why wasn't the first gun control law? Wasn't, it wasn't passed until 1934, until Franklin Roosevelt. You know, and no, that was the first gun control that was restriction that was ever put on the American citizens. Why? You know, if that's if that's what you know, because we know what's happened since. You know, look what happened during the 30s, Roosevelt's term. That's when socialism and government, the nanny state, basically really went into full gear. 
you know, Social Security Act, everything, the Emergency Powers Act. I mean, and, and that's when we became dangerous. It became very dangerous to where our liberties became eroded very quickly after that. I mean, it's like a steamroller and it confiscated gold. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just many things happened during that time, and it's just, and they started with the guns, guns, you know, you, always, always guns, disarm the people. I think it's just dangerous, very dangerous. People have to be armed to protect themselves well, against a tyrannical, because, you know, control. What do people always want to do? They want to control the people. You know, we're free in America. We're free. Don't do no harm. If we hurt somebody, then we pay the consequences. We'd be held accountable. You know, it's common sense, common law. I would, I would, I would, I would put two things there. First thing is that, I just did a quick search on it, and a lot of the articles that are talking about it say that it's the first major U.S. gun law. So I don't know if there were minor gun laws that were passed prior to that. Um, let's see. Uh, but so there may have been other laws that were minor gun laws, but it was the first major gun law that was passed. So I don't know what that means. Um, however, um, okay. but, 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 you know, what what is the cause? Is it the cause because there was an overreaching federal government trying to harm people, or was it was was it because we now have a situation where we've moved beyond muskets and single shot weapons that the founders only had access to, and now we have access to machine guns and other various um, other various implements of destruction that were not available to the founders then when the founders could not consider such things or may, might not have been able to consider such things. And as such, um, the government was like, well, maybe this part, maybe part of regulating the militia well includes not allowing the militia to have a machine gun. Well, what's the purpose, again, of the Second Amendment? It's not hunting and fishing. It's because it's, it's uh, what? Tyranny, the government. The government should fear the people, not the people fear the government. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's, it's written over and over again, many quotes, and, and you, you say you don't like to quote Federalist Papers. Well, let's just stick to the Constitution then. Shall not be infringed. You know, but we have a First Amendment. So we, hand, we talk things out, and we use our grievances. We grievance through our voices, and, and, and the first, that's why the First Amendment is so very important. And then the Second Amendment backs that up. That's why they went to the Second Amendment guns second. You know, obviously, those, they, they felt very strongly about it. They didn't put guns in the 14th or the 13th or 10th, right? It was number two. So obviously, it was very important to them to make sure that we were, you know, that we were able to protect ourselves against a tyrannical government if that time ever came. And, and I would want that. I mean, yeah, we have to. I understand what you're saying, where people are not as responsible, or the lack of accountability erodes away. I get all that. And we don't. We didn't have missiles back then. Okay, you know, where we couldn't push a button and kill somebody in another country. Okay, I get all that. But at the same time, we're talking about in our own backyard. We shouldn't be involved in foreign affairs like we are today. Anyway, that's totally unconstitutional. What did George Washington say? Friends with all, alliances with none. Right. So you know, we've moved so far away. I, you know, I was a vivid supporter of Ron Paul. I don't know what you think of Ron Paul. I, I, I believe Ron Paul, if he was if he was elected in 08, well, a lot of the problems we face today would have been cleared up miraculously. I mean, he was a, a genius. It's Austrian economics uh, values, the way he, uh, the economy, uh, auditing the Federal Reserve was brilliant. Um, you know, uh, he, he had a lot of great things, Ron Paul. It's just a shame that he didn't uh, get a – well, I think they were screwing with the votes back then, you know, because I don't know how he lost because <laughs> everyone I know voted for him. But uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, Ron. Well, I never asked you that, but that, that's—I mean, 
my joke about Ron Paul is he's, he's the only old man I know that shakes his fist and tells people to get out of other people's you know, get the, get out of other people's yards. Um, but, <laughs> but the um, I don't know. Like I mean, if if they if the founders didn't feel like we were we weren't supposed to you know make alliances with anybody, then he wouldn't have they wouldn't have given us the authority to make treaties. Like to me, I don't know. Like there's. I I I I don't know. I, I understand. I, I, I think it's a good discussion. I, I want, just to get you, uh, I'll let you go here soon. Um, I get you on my podcast. You bring a couple people. I've got a guy that was a, used to be a liberal. I mean, this guy was a diehard liberal for many many years, and he's a conservative now. This guy's a history historical scholar. I'll have him on there. Uh, it'd be a good discussion. You bring a couple of your liberal friends and he uh, talk about Trump. I mean, we can stick to a certain couple subjects so we're not all around the table. I mean, I'll let you even pick the subjects if you want to discuss. Uh, but uh, I'll have my ammunition and my people there, and uh, I think it'll be a good discussion on my platform. Because I brought you up your name a couple, a few times, actually, because uh, I know a couple people in the chat were saying, ah, where did you promote him at? I've been talking about Dan a few times on my show and talked about calling into this platform. So they'll know who they'll know you when you come on. <laughs> Cool. Well, all right. And I mean, I'm I'm, I'm happy to do so. I'd be, I think it'll be a be a good time. And look, you know, again, I, I I was talking to somebody. I was talking to the person who should have been the head of the Louisiana Democratic Party this, this evening, um, but wasn't, um, and because of silliness, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we were we were having a conversation, and I was like, you know, look, some of the people in my chat often get frustrated because I openly talk to conservatives and i'm like well because we you know i like to you know have the debate and sometimes at the end of the day you know i think you know when we come to an agreement on things and i think sometimes one one or twice i think i've even maybe even changed your mind on something or at least made you think about yes, it. at least you made you at least made you think about something differently than maybe you thought about it because i brought up a point that you've not thought about and so you know, uh, I think that that's one of that's that's one of the ways that we perhaps eventually heal the divide in this nation. Thank you know, you. I joke around. Yes. I joke around about the you know the moving. You know, if y'all want to move to the, those states and form dumb Pakistan, you know, that's my joke, and that's that's that's, <laughs> that's that. the joke I make. And it's, it's, it's you know, that's it's all fine, well and good. You know what? You make for good podcasting. You make for good podcasting and a good show when you do have an alternative uh, viewpoint. It's not wrong with having your guest. You do your thing. That's fine. I do mine over there. But when you have a, a different viewpoint and you can have a discussion without arguing and yelling at each other, I think it makes for good ratings and good listenership also. So, yeah. And, and you know, it, it, the only thing that's frustrating to me is just I haven't hit a thousand subscribers yet and I don't know why. We'll like, get you there. We'll get you there. We'll so, get you there. Hopefully soon. Hopefully the move to two days a week is gonna help get that there. So um but anyway, right, so yeah, let me let you go because I'm probably I'm gonna move on I think to Oh my pleasure. You have a good one and I, I'm gonna move on to my unraveling uh All things right. next. But you have a good night and we will work on uh, coming on. I'll we I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to uh, Yosh and Demonox, and we're going to see about getting the three of us to get to find a Tuesday to get us all to all come on. I think that would be a good show to form Voltron on your show, as we call it. So you could even call it that. The you know, Liberal Dan forms Voltron on the Gibson Media podcast. 
So I think did I, did he hung up? I think he hung up. Okay, so there you go. So cool. That'll be fun. And I think I know Aaron is not the biggest fan of, of Gibson Media, but I think if I form Voltron, we might even get Aaron to come in and listen. <laughs> so, anywho, let me take a sip of water real quick. I guess Brian Clark from the comments wasn't able to call him, but I think I think we were able to talk a little bit about. Uh, wait, yes, is that West again? Yeah, I do. <laughs> What's up, Wes? How you doing? Good. Are How you, you saying doing? I'm not controversial enough? Am I, uh, you're plenty controversial, Wes. Ah. <laughs> you, 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 you I mean, playing with that last guy. I'm not playing with him. I'm just saying, you, 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 you have. You have your own ways of, of bringing controversy to the show. That that's all unique to you, Wes. You you you, you have your ball, own. buddy. Throw <laughs> me a hardball. Tell me where I'm going wrong. You're not going wrong. You're just you're you're you, and I wouldn't have you any other way. No, I'm right, and I'm on the right track, and I'm a genius. <laughs> And you're on the right track, and I would not want to derail you. Yes, don't the Voltron, derail me. No, do, don't do not derail me. Not, not, don't want to yuck your yum. No, yeah. I heard Price a good like one. Love fest. But yes, I was about to start, about to start thinking. I can't, can I can't remember how to say it. Yes. Don't harsh my yum. Don't yuck my mellow. <laughs> I to, think that's uh, mix, right, or maybe it's your, something, your, it's sort of, yeah. Mix your metaphors, yes. I was going to say, I don't yeah, know if Cynthia from Texas metaphors. is still listening. I don't know if Cynthia from Texas is still listening, but I, but as I was about to start singing, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, I was reminded Hit that I didn't, song, start, I, I, I didn't start making my, my my list of parody songs, Disney parody songs, to uh, that uh, that uh, Bobo the Clown could have... Uh, could have, could have started. That will really bring you strikes. Bubba the Clown. Not if I sing it poorly. Uh, Bubba the Clown. Disney. Bu- Disney. Oh man, they. But, but, they wait, but have. I was already. I was already saying that Bubba the Clown. That I was going to make Disney parody songs relating to Bubba the Clown and her and her activities at the theater if she would have went to a Disney theme type thing. It could have been like, can you feel the crotch tonight? Crotch tonight. Nerves of steel. <laughs> so. Hey, Mike. Anywho. We love you back, buddy. So, um, so I have, I have to think, I'll have to, by maybe by Monday, I'll have to think of some more ideas of Bobo the Clown, um, dirty, dirty Disney parodies for Bobo the Clown and her, and her, uh, debaucherous theater activities. Um, you you ain't never had a friend in, or you've got a friend in me. Um, you got you know, a friend in me. That brings a whole new meaning of you got a friend in me. Um, did I tell you, did I tell everybody enough times, most of you guys already know, I am a grand uncle. Grand, uh, brand new grand uncle. New for the first time in my life, 
I have Mazel a nephew whose wife just had a baby, and she is so pretty. She's just tiny, seven pounds, seven ounces, Very and cool. she cleans up pretty nice. You know, she's got dark blue eyes, purple Liz Taylor eyes, and I love her already. I've never met her. Very, very cool. It's always I love I love babies. I I you know, you know, it doesn't look like any more babies are in the cards for me and my wife. But who knows when my kids might have some? Uh, I don't know. You are good enough. I like your pictures. Uh, yeah, we all are not privy to them, and I'm not going to give away any addresses. But I so like seeing them, and they remind me of so many friends that are similar. Just out anyway. there being fun and having fun and being happy. Thanks for showing us that, even though it might be all just a sham. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. so bad. No, you're having a wonderful life. Yes, it like is a very me. good life. It was. It was very. Yeah. It was very good. Like on a conversation I was having on some other thread, some else, somebody else commentated and commented on it. It was basically like. Um, um, you know, if, if, if this comment is representative of your marriage that, uh, um, th- that, uh, you, you guys have relationship goals. I was like, yep, pretty much. So anywho, let me let you go, Wes, cause I'm going to make an, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to quickly come up with bye, some, some of these, uh, song parodies. Bye, I wrenches, do... bye Elizabeth. All right, bye, Wes, have a good one. We'll be back in the chat. Cynthia, <laughs> bye-bye. All right, so I'll let's let see. Real quick, oh, off, Texas I, is I here. Am... Oh, we muted. We 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 put Wes on hold. Um, all right, Disney songs that we, we could use for uh, Bobo the Clown. Um, Hakuna Matatas, Matatas, Hakuna Matatas. What a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Hakuna Matatas. Um, let's see how far I'll go. We saw how far she'll go in the theater, at least. Um, then we'll kiss the girl work. I don't know. Maybe kiss the girl would work. Or did uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Um, we can't do Let It Go. Because she didn't let it go, or maybe they did do. Maybe the theater said let it go. Um, trying to think what else. Trying to find some other. Just looking at all the Disney songs. That could be uh, that we could use. This is including a bunch of the Disney songs that are not in like cartoon movies. What's up, Kimchi? How's it going? I believe I believe for this for this 
playlist, I may do, or for this reaction times, what I might do is I might do shorts. Like I might do reactions to shorts and make them shorts so that I could, uh, you're welcome, Elizabeth. Um, you're not a loser bicycle, Mike. Um, but you don't have to be, have children to like Disney. I mean, I, before we had children, we went to Disney. Um, I, I proposed at Disney before we had any kids. So, um, the top 50 most listened to Disney songs in, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. We don't talk about Bruno and Bruno. We don't talk about Bobo. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bobo. <laughs> so. I'm not quite yet at the point where I want to start making dirty parodies related specifically to Bobo the Clown, although I do have a couple of dirty Disney parodies that I've made, um, or at least one dirty Disney parody that I've made. <laughs> but we're not, we're not going to sing them directly on, on the podcast or whatever. <laughs> How did I not think of this one? The best one for Lauren Boebert. Hi ho! Sorry, no slut shaming on Liberal Dane Radio. Um, <laughs> let's see. Unzip your doodah. Would that be one? You're going to kiss the girl? Would that be one? Um, what else? I don't know. I'm having too much fun with this. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. Have a good one. I appreciate you. <laughs> Bobo selling popcorn baskets with a rabbit hole in the bottom. Yeah, I saw that picture. <laughs> Yeah, she is a special one indeed. It's just, it's just sheer hypocrisy that they won't, uh, that they're not going to do anything about it. But if it was a Democrat, they would absolutely be jumping down and, and jumping up and down and screaming and, and and calling her all sorts of names and 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 absolutely just be calling for her to resign. How dare she be doing such horrible, filthy things in the middle of a theater and getting felt? up and blah 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 so all right let's find some shorts because we're going to do we're going to do shorts and we're going to make sh we're going to make short response videos to make some short response videos because maybe making short response videos will make us more likely to get more views too because um, what we're going to record short response videos and upload them so let's see so let's copy paste Ah, this is so we're, we're getting 
This is muted. Hold on. Ah. There we go. For some reason, this is paused. Let's refresh. Okay. Unzip my de doo something like that. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's switch back to the alternate scene. And is there a way to make this better for the? I love how this this channel version of it has her there. Oh no, that's 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 weird. I don't know why that's being like that. Now we're doing I don't know why this changed again. That's weird how the there we go. So I wanna basically make it so that I can ah no, I don't want to move that. I want to move this so that I can maybe kind of put myself here so I can edit myself. There's a, is there a way to make this larger in a short? I don't think there is. So I'm going to put myself there and then maybe put the buy me a coffee here. And that way I can make it into a better short. And that way, there you go. That looks good. <laughs> Hey, got to the least stormy Daniels will make a movie about what happens next when you say bo 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 in a dark credit theater. <laughs> Boboing for apples? I don't know. Is that it? So I, don't, I think I'll just record record everything and then I'll just chop it up afterwards and and make it um, make it that way. All right, so we can delete that since I'm already going to. Uh, All right, so we can unmute it now, and then we're gonna we're gonna start recording, and then we'll refresh it so it'll start playing immediately because for some reason it's being stupid. Uh, <laughs> Bicycle Mike, do you think she and Ted Cruz did it? I may very well. I don't know. I mean, it, it's supposedly if 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 it's correct that she was doing. If if she allegedly did escorting like they claim she did, um, then maybe. And look, I don't care if she escorted. That's not a big deal for me. If she escorted, I think that should be legal. I think she should be able to do what she wants. I think sex work is real work. I think she should be able to make a living if that's what she wants to do. I think I think it's hypocritical for for the republicans to be like oh let's take this escort and turn her into a congresswoman um and then criticize you know the the person running in virginia for her doing her own form of sex work and then not wanting her to run for office but you know if you know i'm I'm not going to judge her for doing sex work i'm going to judge her for her hypocrisy but I'm not going to judge her for doing sex work. That's the thing. So bicycle Mike, if I could make money as a sex worker, I would have, you know, it's never too late. 
there's always a, a kink for something, right? There's always somebody with a fetish for something that you have that you could bring to the uh, to the world. A whole new world. Don't 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 get me Disney. Because <laughs> this one is this, these modern women. These modern women aren't saying. I guess I should start recording and say. So this one is, uh, these modern women are insane. So let's refresh the video and we will see what's being said. It's going to take forever now to reload, obviously. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. If the man is working, it, again, they are talking about, you know, heteronormative monogamous relationships. But if the man is working eight hours and the, the wife is at home doing housework for eight hours, they're both working for eight hours. So when both are then home at night and more work needs to be done, then they both still have to share the remainder of the housework that needs to be done. These people are under some impression that housework is not real work. So if you're doing eight hours of work at the office and she's doing eight hours of housework at home, and there's still more work that needs to be done, you contribute to the work when you get home. She's not your slave, dude. Now, look, and that's an okay point. If part of the work that he's doing around the house is mowing the lawn... And that, that, that is work, and that's fine. If he's doing things around the house like mowing the lawn and other things, then that's fine. But there needs to be an equitable share of the labor of the household work. That includes other things that are being done. And if, if, you're, if you're not doing an equitable share of the work to provide for the household, then you're not having an equal partnership. But we've, as we've established on this channel in these videos that we respond to, they don't want partnerships. They don't want equitable shares. They want to be the, quote, alpha, and they want women who are subservient, who are going to be slaves to them. No, again, it doesn't necessarily, if, if the woman is taking care of the kids all day and is, you know, doing laundry and, and cleaning the house and there's, you know, there are things that have to be done all day, 
And if at the end of the and we're going out, going shopping, you know, doing all of the things that need to be done in, for household stuff while the man is out working, if you're having this sort of, you know, relationship or whatever, then that, that, that sort of dichotomy there. And if then there's still more work that needs to be done, guess what? You don't get to come home and say, well, I worked eight hours today, so you too bad you need to do more work while I sit here and drink a beer. No. If there's more work that needs to be done, guess what? You get to do more work. Now, does that mean that I do eight hours of work and I, you know, and I, I want to do it? No, I don't necessarily want to do it, but sometimes you got to. And sometimes, yeah, look, I could look around this room right now and say there's work that needs to be done, but I'm not going to sit here and blame anybody else but myself. Or, well, I mean, I could look at the mess that my kids cause and blame my kids for leaving the mess, and that's a whole different story. But, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, I, I work eight hours and my wife works four and therefore, um, and my wife does, you know, some four hours of housework and therefore, you know, but I worked eight hours and therefore my wife needs to do more housework afterwards. No, every work, housework is work. It, it, the idea that they're not doing work for those eight hours while you're working is absurd. And that's, the, that's part, again, of this whole toxic masculinity idea that the idea that they're not doing work the whole eight hours that you, they think that, you know, it's a whole married with children idea that somehow these, their wives are at home watching Oprah and eating bonbons all day, that they're not working all day. They're absolutely working all day. If they're being stay at home parents, it's a bizarre idea. It's a bizarre concept. All right. So that's, that's the first video. So let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. This dude thinks he could make other people's relationship guidelines in the midst of crying about Chad. Yeah. Kimchi, when you have kids, there's no sitting on the couch eating bonbons. You're lucky. Wait, Kimchi, did you say sitting on the couch eating bonbons um, before I mentioned the married with children sitting on the couch eating bonbons? Because I swear I did not see your comments when I made my bonbons comment. I was looking straight this way. I did not see your bonbons comment when you when that, when looking at the thing. I completely didn't see your bonbons comment. We, we we're on the same wavelength. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, exactly. You're right, and I'm going to say you're right because you know, obviously you agree with me. Hilarious. It's great that we that we agreed on that. Um, but yeah, the, again, there's there's no. You're not. You don't have Peggy Bundy. You know, if, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, work, you, you're working all day taking care of your kids because you're working all day taking care of your kids. Housework is work. Next video. I hope one of these are uh, Pick Me Pearl. Right, here comes fat shaming. Lizzo's not a 10. To me, that's the truth. Well, okay, fine. To you, you're not attracted to Lizzo. To you, Lizzo's not a 10. That's fine. You are free to not be attracted to Lizzo. There are other people who are going to look at Lizzo and think that she's a goddess because to them, Lizzo is a 10. To them, you know, her size is irrelevant to her beauty. I think Lizzo is a goddess. I think Lizzo is immensely beautiful. 
I think she's very attractive. I don't, I, I don't, I don't look at, you know, size as, as being a detriment to somebody's looks. You do. And now, and here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that a lot of these men do really think that weight is something that takes away from somebody's looks. I think that a lot of these guys, especially some of these guys who watch and listen to this podcast would really look, would look at Lizzo and they would say, I really think that Lizzo is attractive, but I'm too embarrassed to say that I think Lizzo is attractive because I don't want these guys to make fun of me for being attracted to somebody like Lizzo because that's not what society says that I should be attracted to. But I'll say it. I think Lizzo's hot. I think Lizzo is a very attractive woman, um, not just because she's physically attractive, but because she's very talented and, you know, she is very confident and she, uh, she, she carries herself well and she just, she brings it. And she has, to me, she's a total package. And, you know, anybody I think would be lucky to have a Lizzo in their life. But, you know, again, if he legitimately is not attracted to, to Lizzo, that he can't control that. And that's fine. You're not, you're not required to be attracted to anybody who's overweight. Nobody's required to be attracted to me because I'm overweight. And that's fine if you're not. But, I mean, you don't have to be mean about it. And you shouldn't be mean about it. You could just be plain, look, I'm, you could just say, I'm not attracted to this person. You're not required to be that, to be attracted to anybody you're not attracted to. It's fine. I'm not a, it's, 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 your tastes are, are your tastes. And nobody should guilt you into liking anybody that you're not attracted to. But nobody should guilt you to not being attracted to who you are attracted to either. But that's what toxic masculinity does. Toxic masculinity guilts people into away from dating people who they would normally be attracted to because they make you think that you're somehow a lesser of a person because you are attracted to somebody who doesn't meet society's ideals. You can be a 10 and be obese because who, what a 10 is, is subjective. It's not objective because, again, what a 10 is can differ in people's minds because there's, there's no – the societal standards of what a 10 is is, is, is BS because who people find attractive is completely different in other people's – in everybody's different mind. I could look at somebody and be like, damn, that person's hot, and you might look at a person and be like – are you kidding me? And that's fine because people are allowed to be attracted to different people. And that's totally cool. They say, like, whatever, but, I mean, she's having a problem, I guess, standing up to him, and he's like, ha-ha, I got her, but, you know, I don't know if she's having an issue articulating this point, or maybe she's embarrassed of trying to make the point, but, look, I'll make the point. It's subjective. It's not an objective thing. And that, that is a good point. There are different cultures that find different things attractive. But even even culturally, there are there are culturally things that still, 
even if even if an overwhelming culture finds certain things attractive, there are people within that culture that might rebel and say, look, my culture says that these things are attractive, but I personally disagree and I find other things attractive. And that's fine, too, because the culture shouldn't define what's attractive. You get to define what you find attractive and no culture should be able to tell you that you're wrong for being attractive to who you're attracted to. There used to be situations where obesity was viewed as attractive. You look at art from eight ages ago, and obesity was viewed as being absolutely attractive. You can look at old art and see that obesity, there are people who were obese, and they were viewed as being beautiful, being specimens of beauty. Now we look at people as, as being, you know, toned and phys- you know, thin physique or whatever, or muscular tones or whatever, those now, now that's viewed as being the societal ideal, but that doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with that. And, and again, why are we lo- allowing society to define what is attractive and what isn't? It should be up to the individual to, to say, hey, I'm attracted to that and I'm not. It's not even up to the individual. I have no control over what I find attractive and what I don't find, find attractive. The only thing that I have control over is whether is whether or not I allow society to dictate if I'm attracted to somebody or, or not, or if I'm going to act on that attraction, if I'm going to allow society to, to, to make me be embarrassed about it or not. And I'm going to say no. Society is not going to dictate to me whether or not I'm going to be embarrassed over whether or not I'm attracted to a Lizzo or not. Because I'll say it again. I think Lizzo is an attractive woman. Too bad if you don't think so. That's fine by me. You're free to not think that she's attractive. But I'm telling you, there's a bunch of you that your audience who is secretly thinking to themselves that Lizzo is really attractive, but they're too embarrassed to say it because they don't want to be mocked by the so-called alphas. So there you go. By someone like Rubenesque. Exactly. Somebody says too many tattoos, and, and that's fine. Some people might not be attracted to somebody who has, quote, too many tattoos. Other people might look at some. I was going to bring up some people with tattoos. Some people might say, that's a lot of tattoos. That's a turnoff for me. I don't like that for some reason. Other people might look at somebody and say, that's, that's too many tattoos. And that's a lot of things. Those tattoos are awesome. It's really hot. But some people might say, well, I, some people might say, well, that's a lot of tattoos and I'm, I'm attracted to that person, but I wouldn't want to date that person because what, what would society think? What would society think about that? Right? I'm going to stop that video now because I don't want to make it too big. Let's 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 then. Oh, I have a Rosie with me. Is Rosie going to let me put you on camera? Hey, no, Rosie's not going to let me put her on camera. Headley Lamar. (laughs) Headley, Headley. Hey. This is this is whatever you you can sue her. Anyway, let's start recording again. All right. So the next one. Oh, 
Oh, boy, here we go. See, Myron from Fresh and Fit, like, this is what, like, the other guy from the whatever podcast, and I, I, I think he's Brian, um, he's, he'll say things that are controversial, but he is more reserved. He's less likely to want to, like, he, in the previous video that I did yesterday, he's less likely to say things that are, that, that will get him canceled, I guess. He, he's hesitant to say things. Myron is like, I'm going I'm to say things that are going to piss you off and I don't give a crap because he doesn't care. And he, women lack critical thinking. Let's, let's see what this is why he got, you know, probably got demonetized because of, he says crap like this. But let's see, let's see why he thinks women lack critical thinking. All women to him lack critical thinking skills. Um, and, and we're supposed to think that he's not purporting or supporting toxic masculinity. Um, but, or you did say it and maybe you didn't mean it that way, but you said it that way and, and you were inartful in how you said it, or, you, you know, now, and now you're having to deal with repercussions of how you said it. That was just word salad. I mean, I don't even know what that was. That was just a bunch of word salad. The matter-of-fact way. Like, nothing he said there is any matter-of-fact way. That's just, he, there's nothing here that he said any matter-of-fact way. That's all word salad. There is a point that you can say, you can make a comment in a certain way, that is in, in a constructive way, and you can make a comment in a non-constructive way. And see, if you care about your partner, or if you have a partner and you care about that partner, you're going to want to word like maybe some criticism that you might have or, or, or something that you might want to communicate to your partner in a way that is constructive and helpful. But if you are this guy, and you don't care about the person that you're with because you don't view them as a partner. You're not going to care if what you say is constructive or not. You're just going to say whatever it is that you want to say, however it is you want to say it, without any care about their feelings, in which case you might hurt their feelings, and you're not going to care if their feelings are hurt or not because you view women as walking, talking vaginas. Uh, that's no, or maybe again, maybe he is limiting just like the other guy, the people that he dates to only people that accept his limited worldview of how people should be like. And because he's limiting the people that he dates to only the people that accept his worldview, he's limiting the, the amount of people who, to, to those people who would only think and not people who are critical thinkers. Because that's the thing. He doesn't want he doesn't want educated people. He said this before. He doesn't want an educated woman. He doesn't want somebody who's gonna to go to school, who's gonna be a lawyer, who's gonna be a doctor. He doesn't want people who are going to be educated. He doesn't want critical a critically thinking woman. So he's a hypocrite here. He 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 will criticize women who are critical thinkers. But then he's going to criticize women for not being a critical thinker. You can't have it both ways, dude. This is why 
he's toxic. This is why he's a snake oil salesman to all of the people that he's trying to talk to his, on his podcast. This, this is why this type of stuff is dangerous to his listeners. This is why I'm making this video series, to, to reach out to other men who might listen to this stuff, to, to explain to them why this stuff is so wrong. It's so wrong because in other videos, he's going to tell you, he tells you flat out, women shouldn't be going, women shouldn't be focusing on an education. Women should be doing this, that, or the other. Women should be subservient to men. You know, women who go seek out an education are not going to be getting the quote high value men because once they go get that education, he's going to say that they're no longer going to be able to get those quote high value men because they They've now gone further in life and are no, going to, no longer going to be able to get those, quote, high-value men. So you need to then get those you – need, you need to give up on those dreams and, and, and use your, quote, value as when you're 18, 19, 20 and focus on getting yourself a high-value man at that point, in which case you're not going to be focusing on, you know, bettering yourself and becoming a thing like a critical thinker. But now – so now you've limited yourself to the people who might not be critical thinkers – and now you're going to be criticizing them for not being critical thinkers. So you've artificially limited your subset of people who are not critical thinkers, and then you're going to criticize them for not being critical thinkers. It's sheer hypocrisy to the nth degree. So, and then he's judging all women based on his small, tiny subset of the, only the people that he did. And that's what a lot of these people do, not just with women, but with men too. He'll describe what men want. But it's not all the men. It's only the subset of men who like listen to his podcast or who he surrounds himself with because he can't speak for all men because he doesn't hang out with the rest of the men in society who reject this BS. There are men that are emotional too. And guess what? If you are only finding people who are not focusing on, you know, getting an education, you're, you're probably going to find people who are limited in the way in which they communicate. And as such, they might only communicate in certain ways. And then you're going communi- to complain about that? What do you want, dude? You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Putin, that podcast dude is a predator. Oh, absolutely he is. We've, we've talked about that before, too. He's the one that says that if, that if he comes home and he wants his woman to put out, that she better put out. I mean, it's, it's absolutely rapey. Yeah. It's, 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 it's terrible. Again, that's, that's why I've said I make these videos. You know, I, I, I want my sons to be able to if, – if for some reason I were to – kick the bucket someday soon. Like I want my sons to be able to look at these videos and be able to say, this is what I shouldn't do in my relationships with women. If they have relationships with women, or this is what I should, this is how I should not treat people. I hope I've given them good lessons on how to treat people, but I want them to be able to look at this and say, you know, these are the type of people that I need to avoid. And I need to not listen to later in life because this is, these, this is the wrong way to look at people. But I also hope that other people, maybe that the people who are being misled and being led down the primrose path, being, who, are being, who are being manipulated by these so-called alphas, 
can maybe watch these videos before it's too late and understand how they're being misled and how they're being manipulated into, you know, thinking that this way of thinking is correct and right and when it's wrong, it's not. It's 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 BS. It's snake oil. Next video. He loves it with liberals and idiots. So is, I guess he's saying, is he, is he trying to say the liberals are idiots or is he just, is he, is he like liberals and idiots? So maybe is he saying that we're, we're different, like liberals and idiots? Um, So, so dudes who are having a midlife crisis, who are like, oh, well, the, you know, my wife's, you know, well, yeah, I'm, I am overweight. I'm probably more overweight than I was ever before. I actually know I'm actually lost 75 pounds. So there's that. But um, this dude is like making a justification for what, not leaving your wife? because you've realized that now you have some sort of value. So you've, you've, you've increased your value. And as such, you're going to what, leave your wife for something better for some young, younger woman now, because now you're, you're better off. That's, that's ridiculously shallow. Like I've, you know, I've had a great relationship with my wife and now that I'm in a position where I'm, I'm doing better, I'm going to leave. That's ridiculous. Now, now I'm, in a, I'm in a better relationship now. Now I'm in a better position. I want to live a better life with the person who helped me get there. But again, these people don't view their, the people they're in relationship with as partners. As such, they don't, they, they're not going to consider the fact that their partner helps them get there. I don't think this dude's ever peaked. This dude's just going downhill quickly. He just thinks that he's peaking because, you know, he thinks that what he's offering is somehow up here, but what he's really offering is way down here because it's shallow. It's or it 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 might appear to be gold, but it's pyrite. All right. I mean, and look, that's fine if that's what you want to do. If you want to, you know, get a lot of money and just play around and and not have any sort of meaning to your life and and not and but be honest about it. Don't make your don't make yourself seem like this is this is the best way to be. Fine. Be be a be a billionaire playboy. Whatever. Millionaire playboy. Whatever. But don't make it out to be that you're 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 now some high value person just because you're going around and 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 playing with your toys because that's all you're doing is playing with your toys you're not doing anything meaningful with your life and if if you're married 
and now you're now you're because to me they've said two different things. This guy seems to be saying, "I have money. I'm going around the world. I'm I'm playing with my toys. I'm having fun. I'm shooting golf. I'm 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 going. I'm hunting or whatever." He's not necessarily making the same argument that old Myron said, which is, I'm married, I'm fat, and now I'm realizing that I'm worth much more than I should be. And so what? Myron's point seems to be, hey, I'm, I'm, I should do something about that and maybe, what, leave your wife? Because now you've realized that you're now high value? I mean, that's disgusting. I mean, I'm not saying that anybody should be in a relationship that you're not happy in, but the idea that, you know, that you shouldn't be happy with your wife just because, you know, you're doing better, that, you know, that's absurd. Next video. Okay, so it's Brian. So now we finally know his name. Brian is his name. Did I say it was Brian earlier? I don't know. So men have been more oppressed than women. We, we, we've seen this argument, I think, once before. Um, men have been more oppressed than women. Well, so here's the deal. Here's their logical fallacy that they always bring up. Because we live in a patriarchal society that has always viewed that men are the only ones that can go to war, that somehow that means that men are oppressed. No. So we've denied women forever the ability to do things that they might have been able to do simply because that they're women. If we would have allowed women to serve in the military, if we would have allowed women to, to, to do things that they were physically capable of doing and not denied it to them be, only because they were women, you would have seen more women serving in the military, and as such, you might have seen more women dying in the military. But we denied them that ability, so therefore, of course, you're going to see more men dying in the military. Because for the longest time, that's only that's the only people that could have served in the military. Like it's it's the whole it's the same argument they make with everything. We're going to artificially constrict this to a certain group, and then complain that things are happening because we've made this artificially artificial constriction. We we're making this problem. It's like the whole thing with like the Hannibal Buress meme, like. You shoot Hannibal Buress. Why did you make me shoot Hannibal Buress? Like, they made their own problem, and now they're complaining about the problem. No, it's not how it works, dude. That's a privilege. It's a privilege to be oppressed. It's a privilege that we decided that women were not capable of doing certain jobs. It's a bizarre way of thinking. You, you, you were told because you're a woman you couldn't do certain jobs, so you're privileged. Because they don't understand what privilege is. That, that's the whole, they don't understand privilege at all. 
All right, so this, this, so this, this is not Pearl, but this person also seems like she's a pick me as well. Like, okay, but we, if there were people who would, if you had a battalion of people who were physically capable of serving in the military, who were well-trained, who happened to be women, they very well could have done a great job. But guess what? You didn't allow it to happen. So therefore, it couldn't happen. So that's why you can't visualize it. It's just it's the whole airline pilot thing all over again. You, because we've had airline pilots that have been white men for such a long time that when you see somebody who's a pilot that's not a white man, you say, oh, well, I don't feel safe because this isn't what we've seen for a while. Well, no, but but you can be any uh, anybody and be a pilot, and then you're going to be well trained. And as long as you're well trained enough to be a pilot and get behind the, get behind the, in the cockpit, you're going to do a good job. But we have this mental image of what a pilot is supposed to look like because we've had this thought ingrained in our heads of what pilots look like. So we've had this idea in our minds of what soldiers look like because for the longest time, soldiers have only looked a certain way. But if we didn't do that for the entirety of humanity and we allowed anybody who was physically capable of serving as a soldier to serve as a soldier, we might say, oh, well, sure, of course women can serve as soldiers because if you were physically capable of doing so, we would allow you to do so. But we never did that. And we just started doing that only very recently in the history of humanity. So again, we create the, the, the men create the problem and then we complain about complaining, creating the problem. Third, let's see. Guys like this ruin it for the rest of us. We aren't all predators. Um, Cynthia from Texas, freaking coworkers, suggested Joe Rogan to me. That's crazy. Um, what percentage of victims of war, including the history of rape and pillaging, were women? Very good point. Um, men are not the only victims of war. Exactly. Um, Viking shield maidens were quite fierce. Good point. Um, I bicycle race. Some women kicked my butt and were tougher than me. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are plenty of women who would serve and who could kick ass. But in, in many cultures, we didn't, they didn't allow them to. Why? Because we have a patriarchal society, but they're not ready for that. Right, let's, let's, let's get the next short. We'll probably just do a couple more. Ooh, modern women get red-pilled. Ooh. Be submissive. High-value things. Be submissive. That makes you high-value because you're submissive. Don't be a pain in the ass. Not speaking a lot. Right, so here you go. That, that's, they don't want women to speak or not to speak a lot. Okay. Earlier in the last video that we saw from him, or one of the last videos we saw from him, he didn't want, he complained that women didn't argue or discuss things in an articulate or logical way. And now he's saying that he doesn't want women to talk. What, which way do you have it? Do you want somebody to be able to have an articulate conversation where, where they can, you know, 
you know, give a, a good logical reasoning and deduct and, and, and give, give good logical points, or do you want them to sit down and shut up? Because again, you can't have it both ways. Again, he's, he's describing men, but the men he's describing are not the, I'm not going to say not all men. He's describing the men that he hangs out with, the men who watch his podcast, the men who he is his focusing his podcast to, the men who he's advertising his podcast to, the men who is in his target audience, the, the incels, the men's rights advocates, the, the MGTOWs, the, the people who he hopes are watching right now, who are watching it like, yeah, I've been screwed over by women so much, man. So, and that's, that's the type of relationship I want because women have screwed me over for so much. I can't, you know, this, that's the type of relationship I need because Myron says so, man, you know, and then, you know, and then they're going to find women because again, heteronormative, you know, cis-normative relationships are what they're talking about. Um, they're going to find the women who agree with them because they want to find the women who want these so-called high-value alpha men, and they're going to agree with it. But then they're but then they're going to complain that the women are lacking in certain areas because you've artificially constricted who you're dating. Just like the other guy in the other video the other day who was complaining that when with Brian from whatever he he complained that when he he showed a little bit of of emotion to somebody he was dating and then she left him or they broke up because the relationship changed why because he artificially constricted the people who he dates to only those people who agree with the shallow set of rules that they believe in when it comes to relationships instead of finding people who really believe that, you know, relationships should be 50, 50, should be, you should be a partner with your, with your, with your people that you're in a relationship with. No, he doesn't value the person who he's, who he is screwing opinions. He wants to find a wife who is just going to be there to serve his penis. That's all he wants. Literally all he wants, a status symbol, somebody who he can have his arm candy who will who will do whatever ever sexual favors that he wants her to do that he can throw away and toss aside when she doesn't serve his needs any longer. Um, <laughs> why would they not call you a misogynist? That's what you are. Sure. I mean, you think that women live a, live a much easier life than men because you think that in this artificial world that you constructed for them that you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to say that I'm going to provide for you, and therefore you are going to do this and this and this for me. So therefore you're going to be my sex slave, basically what it entails to. You're going to, you're going to follow my set of rules, and you're going to – you're going to be stuck with me because I want you to, I don't want, because he's going to make sure he wants to make sure that his, because she does, he doesn't want his, as we've seen in other videos, he doesn't want his girlfriends or wife 
to have any other guy friends because he's afraid that she's going to screw him. He, they, they can't go out and, and, and like party with their friends. They can't have fun with their friends because he's afraid that she's going to find somebody else um, because he's insecure uh, because, you know, that that's what insecure people think. Uh, he wants her to only, he doesn't want her to talk. He doesn't want to hear her opinions and he wants her to, to put out whenever she, she, whenever he wants her to. He doesn't want her to be educated, so he doesn't want her to be able to feel like she can leave at any time that she wants to. So he basically wants somebody who's going to be, who he finds attractive, who's going to put out all the time, and who's going to basically be stuck once she's with him and has no way out, who's going to be trapped with him. That He wants basically an abusive relationship because that's the only way that these type of people can keep a, rela- a, quote, relationship. It's not even a relationship. That's the only way that they can keep a person around because they can't keep a person around based on having a 50-50 partnership because they don't have, a, they don't have what it takes to bring that. They don't have anything to bring to the table to have a partnership with somebody. They don't have what it takes to do that. They lack any sort of value for that sort of thing. So they have to manufacture value. Again, they, they, they believe themselves to be gold, but it's pyrite. And, that's what, and they're selling their, themselves as gold when they're fool's gold. What, well, what can they tell them about life? Well, they're only picking people who have no life experience. Again, he's not going to date somebody who's 30 years old, who's a lawyer, who's a doctor, who's been educated, who's had life experience, who's, you know, had more than a couple sexual partners, who's who's been around the world, who's, who's had a good time, who's been able to have life experiences outside of him. He wants people who've had no experience in life. So, of course... People he date won't be able to tell him much about life because that's not what he he doesn't want anybody who can tell him about life because he, he wants people who can't who don't have experience with life because he wants people who he can talk down to and who he can own because anybody anybody who has life experience is going to look at him and be like this is BS I don't want to be with anybody who's like this. And but he doesn't. He's probably not going to want a lawyer or a paralegal. He doesn't want anybody who has any sort of education. But yeah, so so he's going through way more in life. But he doesn't want anybody else who's gone through that much more in life. It's hypocritical. Again because he's going to judge women for not having gone through all that in life because he's only picking women who are like 18, 19, 20, who have little life experience. How can you judge somebody 
for not having life experience when you're only picking people who have no life experience because you're only going after 18, 19, 20-year-olds. This is why y'all people who watch this stuff and believe in this stuff are being fooled. This is, this is the con. He's manipulating you into thinking that women bring no value only because he's, he's conning you into thinking that women, all women are like this, when in reality he's only dating people with no life experience and then, and then he's assigning that to all women when there are plenty of women out there who have lots of life experience. He's just choosing not to date them because he's afraid to date them. Because if he dates them, they, he knows that they're not going to put up with his bullshit. In his situation, sure. Because, again, he's only picking the people who have limited life experience. He's only picking the 18, 19, 20-year-olds, the people who don't have an education, the people who he doesn't want educated women. So if he's not going to pick people with he's only, if he's only picking people with limited life experience, of course they're going to make less money than him. Of course they're going to, you know, again, you, you can't judge women based on and by a limited subset of people that you're picking. Again, and again, you want your person to be a subordinate. So therefore, you don't want a partner. So you have a shallow life. There are, I'm sure you cannot have a good relationship if your person that you're in a relationship with is not a partner. Kimji, who is this loser? Never heard of him. Never want to hear him again. Again, this, this person is somebody who's very popular. Uh, unfortunately for him, maybe fortunately for the rest of the world, he's somebody who got demonetized on YouTube. Uh, maybe, I don't know what it is exactly that he said that got him demonetized, but he got demonetized on YouTube. And, and the video where it happened, he damn near cried. Why? Because he lost, he, he can no longer get super chats. Um, and guess what? Not crying for him, not one bit. But the reason why I do these videos, the reason I decided that I want to make these videos, I've been wanting to make these videos for a long time because men's rights advocates, men going their own way, incels, all of these people, all of these people are, are harmful to society. They perpetuate toxic masculinity. And not enough folks like myself, cis white men, are fighting back against them. We need to fight back against these people. We need to stand up and say, look, you know, men, other men, listen to us. This is not what you want to be like. This is why what these people are saying is full of shit, because they're full of shit. This is why what they're saying is wrong. So I get it. it these people suck. These people absolutely suck. And it, and, it, and it absolutely sucks that, that they say these things. And look, I don't want to, you know, I don't necessarily will say, hey, let's give these person a platform. It's not that I want to give them a platform, but I want to I tell people 
this is why this crap is wrong. I want my sons to know why this stuff is wrong. I want other men to know why this stuff is wrong. I want them. So this is why I'm kind of wanting to do these shorts and why I'm going to cut these up into shorter videos. So maybe some people will, will, will see some of these shorter videos and be like, hey, you know, maybe I should take a listen to some of these longer videos because, hey, maybe he's making some good points as to why Myron and Byron and, hey, they rhyme, and all these, Brian, Myron and Brian are making all of these, you know, points about women, but maybe they're, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they're making bad points. And maybe I should take a listen to the other side. A great man listens to the company you keep, mess with trash, you get dirty. Yep. Rise of misogyny goes hand-in-hand with white supremacy. Nationalism is a Christian fash. Yep. These dudes probably have no idea what their edgy ideas are holdovers from the Iron Age, F and illiterates. I mean, I would argue that maybe they do know. A lot of con artists do know what they're doing. The people that listen might not know. The people that watch might not know what's, what's happening to them. A lot of snake oil salesmen know what they're selling is not, is not the real deal but they still sell it anyway because they know people will buy it. These people know that what they're selling is not that, that, that when they're, when they're telling people how to be alphas, there's, Hey, there's no such thing as an alpha, but they're telling, they're showing these people how to be alpha men or whatever. They know that the people watching this are not going to be like them, that they're going to be, but still going to be a bunch of incels at the end of the day. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to, keep trying to convince them that if they, you know, that they, that they still can be that because they want them to continue to watch the channel. They want them to continue to do super chats. If they still are monetized, they want them to still be able to, you know, participate and, and, and contribute money and add views and, and continue to help them grow to be more popular so they can, you know, continue to spread their filth to everybody. Do one or two more. On the two more. Liberal feminist tries reality check, Brian. Women are more... It's not true. 100% true. It's not true. Back and forth. It's not true. It is true. It's not true. It is true. I mean, I don't know if that's scientifically true or not. They're making generalizations, but let's just assume that he's telling the truth, which is hard for me to do, but let's go ahead. This is a, a common complaint amongst these type of men. Well, it's not fair that women control sex. Here's the thing that he doesn't get and that men like this don't get. The reason why it is viewed that women control sex 
is because men often are the ones that are constantly throwing themselves at women all the damn time. Like throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to see if anything will stick. Constantly trying to hump everything that moves. So the reason that women are the ones that supposedly control sex is because society views, A, society says, because of toxic masculinity and the patriarchy and all the other stuff, that men are the pursuers and that women are the pursued. So if, if we have those archaic gender roles, that's just that men are the pursuers and that women are the pursued, then obviously that the women are the ones who are going to be the ones that say yes or no more often because men are the pursuers and women are the pursued. And so if we continue to perpetuate those archaic gender roles, then sure, women are going to be the, quote, gatekeepers, so to speak. But also, if you, you have lots of cases where, you know, the shotgun approach, so to speak, like, take, for example, like on Tinder, a dude will try and just swipe whatever direction you swipe. Was it right? I guess, on like a, just constantly swiping right as much as you can. Not even reading profile, just swipe right, 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 right. Not even bothering to read a profile, just right, 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 right. Just hoping one of them will say yes. Just hoping one of them says yes. Just, just constantly just throwing themselves at as many women as possible, just trying, hoping once one will be the one that says, okay, let's go ahead and do it. If that didn't happen, if, if men weren't such sluts, then maybe there would be more equality in who pursues whom. So I would say, yes, just because women are the ones that say yes or no more often doesn't mean that men aren't the ones that are more... I would say that, yeah, I would say she's absolutely right. Men are more promiscuous because men are the ones who are seeking it out more, because men are the ones that are throwing themselves at more women. She's absolutely right. He's completely wrong on this, because he doesn't understand that men are constantly just throwing themselves at women all the damn time. Men are a bunch of sluts. I'm not slut-shaming. I mean, look, if, if you want to have... There's nothing wrong with having sex. There's nothing wrong with having casual sex. But if you're constantly hounding people for sex, I mean, and harass, I mean, you shouldn't be harassing people for sex. That's wrong. Harassing for sex is wrong. You shouldn't be, you know, but, but if, you, if you're just constantly just throwing yourself out there being like, you know, hey, want to hey, have sex? Hey, want to have sex? Hey, want to have sex? Hey, want to have sex? And, you, and, and women are getting barraged by that 24-7, then yeah, there's no reason for women to be the pursuers because they're constantly being pursued. And just, they're just having all of this falling in their lap. So yeah, they get to choose. They don't have to do any work because the men are just throwing themselves at them constantly. That's what these guys don't get. They, they always, they're always missing a big chunk of the picture and trying to make it look like, oh, it's... Women have it so easy. No, they have to dodge all these creeps that are trying to just consistently throw themselves at them.
All right. One more. You must want to be a slut. You be a slut. Don't you want to be a slut? Do like Dr. Pepper. I'm a slut. You're a slut. He's a slut. She's a slut. Won't you want to be a slut too? <laughs> Bicycle Mike, I grew up thinking you had to get a woman drunk. Boy, I found out quite that drunk women don't. Uh, and that's bad, too, because drunk women can't consent, neither. You, you don't. I mean, unless you, unless you have a Jimmy Buffett. Speaking of Jimmy Buffett, unless you have a Jimmy Buffett arrangement, you shouldn't be having sex while drunk. Um Brian destroys radical feminist. What is the wage gap? <laughs> it's the gap in wages. For work. Just because it's illegal to pay women less for the same job doesn't mean people have been, bosses haven't been trying to do it. I mean, Lily Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire happened. And the only reason that she lost her suit is because you had an activist conservative Supreme Court, you know, rule, you know, ruling by Alito, who is the king of horrible rulings on the Supreme Court, decided that people had to be psychic uh, in order to determine that they were being uh, being paid an unfair wage. And we're just going to ignore the 90 seconds thing on blog talk radio because we're just going to continue going on. So but yeah. Um, you know, Alito decided that in order for you to, to, to bring a lawsuit against your employer for paying you a discriminatory wage, that you have to be psychic on the first point that they paid you an unfair wage, even though, as RBG pointed out in her dissent, there was, there was already a, a time and a ruling in a previous Supreme Court precedent that said that each payment of a discriminatory wage reset the clock. But Alito didn't care about that previous Supreme Court precedent, stare decisis be damned. He was going to go against previous stare decisis and previous Supreme Court precedent. And he was going to require that uh, Lily Ledbetter be psychic to determine, to be able to bring a lawsuit against her employer, against Could You Tire, to say that she was being paid a discriminatory wage. So that's why they had to pass the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pay Act in order to make sure that people could bring a lawsuit against their employer when they found out that they were being paid a discriminatory wage instead of having to be psychic about it. So while it's been illegal to be paid a discriminatory wage, that doesn't mean that employers haven't been doing so. And even still, that even, even if you have the case where somebody who has an equal, two people who have the same experience who might be different genders or, diff, you know, getting paid different wages, that's illegal. You still have overall the wage gap as a general rule. So, and it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to rule against, to, to make lawsuits against that in the aggregate. In the aggregate, it still happens overall. And I'm sure he's going to bring up the idea that in some professions that women get paid more than men, but that's only because in those professions, they're viewed as being 
women's jobs, and therefore it's it's still upholding patriarchal ideas of what women should do and what men should do. No, because you have a Supreme Court like we had that defend companies who do so because for such a long time it's hard to prove because not only did you have to be psychic like Alita required, you have companies who require who, who made it made you feel like you were somehow breaking some sort of unspoken rule or even a spoken rule that you were not allowed to discuss wages, what wage you were making with your fellow employees. You were somehow you were somehow being a bad employee if you told your fellow coworker, hey, I make this much money. How much do you make? And that you, you were somehow a bad employee for doing that. And that was supposed to be secret. Don't tell anybody what you work. That's private information. So therefore, people didn't share that information. So therefore, you didn't know. How are you supposed to find out otherwise? No, because companies are also misogynist when it comes to that, and they say, and they choose sometimes to not hire women because they're like, oh, well, this woman might get pregnant, so therefore we don't want to have to deal with that. So there are other issues pertaining with the hiring of women that are beyond the pay issue that happen, and there are also issues that where people believe, oh, well, we just we dealt with that in the other video where people think, oh, well, a woman can't do this job because she's not. You know, she doesn't have the drive to do it. We, we, we discussed that in my response to the comment video that I made. If you look up at that video where I responded to a comment in a previous video where somebody said that men are in higher positions of power because they have drive. And I was like, no, it's not because the men have drive. It's because when women have drive, women are called bossy. Well, the problem that you have a business is to make money, but they're still going to hold on to these antiquated beliefs that are going to say that the best way to make money is to hire the, quote, best people. But if they don't believe that the best people are women, they're not going to hire the women. So, cause if they, so if they hold these sexist views, if the women aren't, aren't the best people, then they're not going to hire the best people. And if, they, and if they feel that the best people aren't women, but they still hire the woman because they feel like they have to hire the woman, they're going to hire the woman for less money because they feel they can get away with it for some reason. By switching to Geico, sorry. And I've just explained for many reasons why Brian is, again, wrong about this issue. So, anyway, that is the end of these response videos. I think I've done enough response videos. Let's go up to uh, respond to some of these. Maybe these dudes are younger and it's just a weird culture thing. I don't get it as all, you know, being able to get, not as all not being able to get laid. Well, I mean, look, like I, I'll say this. When it comes to, like, as I got heavier and as I got older, my ability to date, which included my ability to find sex partners casually or not, increased. I got more confident in myself. 
which enabled me to, to find more sex partners. It's easy as that. Like, you know, it's, it's, there, there are people I've, I've known friends who are very frustrated who, who just about being able to not being able to find a relationship, not being able to, you know, find any sort of physical release with anybody. And it's frustrating. I know it's frustrating. And that's what these people are targeting those men who are frustrated because they're having such problems. But a lot of these people are having such problems because they're, they're, they, they're socially inept. And so they make easy marks for these types of people. They, they become easy marks because, because they, 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 they're upset, they're lonely, they're sad. And then it's much easier to blame other people than it is to do some self-introspection and be able to say, oh, well, maybe I'm not getting dates because of something that I'm doing. Maybe I'm not getting dates because of the way I'm behaving. Maybe I'm not getting dates because of, you know, I'm not grooming myself well enough. You know, maybe I'm not taking care of myself well enough. I mean, you know, sometimes people let themselves go and, and, and get a little lazy. Like, you know, yesterday, I don't know if you noticed yesterday, but my beard was, my goatee was a little disheveled. I didn't have my full everything shaved, but today, because I was going to go, you know, see people out in public, I decided that it was a good idea to, you know, clean up a little bit. So I made sure to clean up a little bit. And that's what you do. You make sure to, but, but some of these people, you know, and you'll, you'll sometimes hear people derogatorily be referred to as neck beards or, you know, they, they won't take care of themselves. They'll let everything just kind of blah, or they won't take a shower every day. They won't, or they won't take a shower before they go out and they'll look slovenly and blah. And even, you don't, you don't have to be thin to, to look, to dress nice and look nice. And then, you know, they'll complain when, you know, the, the people just look at them and be like, and are, and are not, not wanting to be seen near them. And then they'll be like, well, women won't talk to me. They won't talk to you because you're, you, you made yourself look like a schlub. Um, who, and I guess that's what sticks out, the lack of self-awareness and introspection, blaming the women for their shortcomings. Exactly. Um so yeah, and, and and so and so their unwillingness to look in for themselves, and and then so then you have these people like like Myron from Fresh Fit, Brian from the Whatever Podcast, who are willing to who who are who are monopol who are not necessarily monopolizing, but are are, are manipulating the situation. They're taking advantage of the situation by 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 saying these things. Like you know, there was a time when when I. You know, there, there are a lot of things that men think that, uh, I'll be honest, you know, a lot of men will think things, I think, independently of, them, of, of other men. That I think it's natural for dudes to come up with thoughts that other dudes come up with just by themselves. Like the whole, you know, hey, why don't you smile? I never once heard anybody else tell another woman, a woman, you know, hey, why don't you smile? Or, you know, I never thought, I never heard that happen before. But when I was in college, I thought, 
hey, that might be a nice way to talk to talk to somebody. To say, hey, I'd love to see you smile. And so I did. And I did that. And then I actually heard one of my other people that I knew do the same thing. And I'm like, that's kind of weird that he also does that. And then later on, I learned how shitty that is and how it's, it's ridiculous and how that's a thing that a lot of guys do and that it, it's not a good thing to do. And I was like, oh, okay, that was bad of me. I shouldn't have done that because people have the right to not smile and you don't have the right to tell them to smile. And sometimes people are having a crappy day and they don't want to smile and it's none of your business why they're not smiling. So shut up about it. Like, um, and there are other things that, that, you know, guys, uh, you know, I once had the thought, man, it, it, it's so much easier for women to get laid than men. Like I had that thought too, so much easier for women to get laid than men. And then I told my, my best friend who happened to be a woman, woman at the women happened to be a woman, happened to be a woman at the time, you know, and, and she was like, yeah, but that's just because it's easier. doesn't mean we want it I'm like true. But if you did want it, you could probably go get it. But again, I was a stupid 18, 19, 20 year old college kid without much life experience. And, you know, maybe a little bit upset about the fact that, you know, maybe I wasn't having as much success dating as possible as I, as I maybe would have liked to. I didn't act all in Sally maybe, but it was just, you, you think through these things and, and you kind of go through these things in your life. And then, you know, I stopped having those things because, you know, you, you, you eventually some people grow out of it because you get, you mature and you learn. And other people don't grow out of it. And other people continue to talk about this BS and, and embrace the BS and continue to spew it and then make podcasts about it and perpetuate it and hope to get people to super chat them about it, I guess. So, Cynthia Vernetics, it's not my job to smile for you is my response. And that's right. And it's not your job to smile for me. Like, you know, and if I want you to smile right? It's not, it, it, I shouldn't simply just tell you to smile. You know, maybe I should do something funny. <clears throat> but, you know, again, it's, it, it, you don't, you have the right to be left alone if you want to be left alone. And like, I quickly learned in, in when I, when I, you know, in college that, you know, when I would approach people, the only time I would ever approach people, like at a bar, like I would have just randomly cold, cold, walk up to people cold and be like, hey, how's it going? I would wait for there to be eye contact. If there was eye contact and if there was a smile, at that point I would approach because that would then mean, okay, maybe this person is interested in having more of a conversation or something. But if there was eye contact and no smile, if there was if there was no eye contact, then I would just leave the person alone because at that point I can't know whether or not there was a there was there was any interest there or not. So you just leave the person alone, and 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 that's unfortunately most people, a lot or at least a lot of guys don't understand that. And when you learn those sort of things independently, you know maybe that's why my social life got better, and because also I learned how to have more confidence. Um, C. 
do men get told to smile? I'm just asking. Um, I got told to smile, but it was from another guy. <laughs> I was also sexually harassed at a bar from a guy too. Um, I was I was in a bar and I was right across the street from my apartment, and I was just wanted to have a couple drinks and just sit here and sit there and blah. I was feeling blah, and I was just you know just enjoying myself, just having a few drinks and. Um, this guy came up to me and started hitting on me and wouldn't leave me alone. And I had no interest in him. And, and it, it was, I, I told people that story and they're like, well, welcome to womanhood for a day. And I was like, well, I didn't want to say it, but you know, maybe it, maybe that's true. Um, I don't, I don't remember if there's, if there's ever been a time where a woman has told me to smile unironically. Like I think maybe if they maybe they told me to do it in a in a in a funny way, like hey, why don't you smile? Like you know, trying to be silly. Um, yeah, like there's been a couple of times where I've been in situations where I've been the or I've 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 been in the situation where like I, I was one time when I was in an Uber driver, I was sexually harassed by a female passenger of mine, and uh, she. She she crossed a line, and um, not too far of a line, but a line was crossed. Like there was, it wasn't a Bobert line. I'll just put it that way. Uh, she did not she did not Bobert me. Like that wasn't done. But she did say some graphic things. She did touch that she wasn't supposed to do any sort of touching, and she did do some touching, and. Um, it's very well possible that the only reason she was doing it was because she was trying to get me to come in the house so they could mug me because there was a, a situation a few weeks later where a couple did entice somebody to come back into their house for a threesome and then they mugged the guy. Now, they didn't tell me that I was coming back into the house to be mugged, but, you know, or coming back for the house for a threesome, but she was trying to entice me to come back into the house and I was just like, no, I didn't. Obviously, I was like, look, you know, I would tell the people, look, there's two strikes against you. A, she was drunk and or high and B, I'm married. Um, and see, you know, it's against Uber rules. So, um, but Putin says, though, people grow up and the path there can be awkward, but unfortunately there are people who don't grow up and that's the target of these people in these podcasts. And, and hopefully maybe, um, maybe I can get a few of these people to, to come along and and be like hey these people are misleading me these people are these people are selling me a bill of goods these people are not being uh genuine articles these people are snake oil salesmen or maybe i can get people before they even get to the fresh and fit podcast maybe maybe i'll be inserted into their timelines and and i'll be able to counteract what they're hearing from the other side maybe who knows maybe not i don't know but it's worth a shot because i don't necessarily believe that all people are lost causes because we shouldn't give up on all people there are some people who may very well be lost causes but i don't think all people lost causes and and that's that's why that's why debate conservatives on the show that's that's why I 
That's that's why I and, and part of, I mean one of the reasons I did debate conservatives on the show is because I don't think all people are lost causes. I think that I think that you can reach people. I think you can mend bridges. I think you can learn to to understand other people how they feel. The other reason I debate conservatives on the show is because I think it's important for other people to learn how to debate conservatives. Because I think as we've seen, like with Gibson Media, I've as he even said. After our discussions, I've made him change his mind on a few topics. If I can make him change his mind on a few topics, so can y'all. Especially if you, you know, follow my follow my lead. Um. So, anyway, hopefully, but but hopefully with these videos, we can we can get enough out there because again i'm a i'm a cis white dude there are lots of cis white dudes out there that are that are that are needing help that that are that are vulnerable to their type of crap and they need to they if they hear it from women it's not going to help there are you know as we saw from one of the from the video yesterday from Brian from the whatever podcast, he was burned by a woman. He was burned by several women. It's not, and, and he talks to these women, he's surrounded by women, and he rejects everything that these women have to say. Nothing that these women say will ever get through to him because he's been burned by women so much that nothing will ever get through. I don't even know if anything I would say would get through to him, honestly, because I think he's been burned so much. I think, to use a, a Christian term, I think his heart has been hardened so much that I don't think you could you could you you get there. But I and I don't think that a lot of these guys, who are their targets, I'm not sure that a woman trying to explain why these guys are full of crap would be able to make it through because they're feeling upset and angry at, at the rejections that they felt from women. And, and they're listening to these guys like, yeah, these women suck. Blah, blah, blah. But maybe if they hear it from a guy, maybe if they hear it from somebody like me, you know, somebody who clearly isn't, you know, a perfect specimen of a chiseled man, you know, somebody who, who, you know, may have had some, a lack of success early on in my dating life, but is happily married with two children who, who did have a successful dating life before marriage, who had himself fun before marriage. Maybe I can get through to those folks. Maybe. And if I can't, oh, well, I tried, but good night, Aaron. Um, And look, Kipsy, I'll also do my fair share of derision. Don't get me wrong. I have my derision, too. That's why I have the liberal dance chopper city, words of redneck wisdom, hypocrite of the week. Derision's there, too. Why I'm coming up with a bunch of Disney songs to parody. You know, look, there's plenty of stuff on my podcast that I do where I deride conservatives as well. I have fun with it. I'm absolutely going to have fun with it too. So, but I think there's, I think there's, there's room for both. I think there's room for, for 
having fun and mocking them and doing my bits and having fun with the bits. But I think there's also room for making some serious things and, and actually fighting toxic masculinity and stuff like that and fighting against them with serious commentary. And I think, I think that's what maybe sets me apart. And I think that's what hopefully will get me across the line to get me there to 1000 to get me, you know, and, and look, I'm not doing it just to get me to thousand and just to get me to, to, to be more, a more a successful podcast. But I think one of the reasons I ultimately will become a successful podcast is because I'm giving people things that perhaps other podcasts aren't doing and something that needs to be done. So anyway, that's the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. I will be on tomorrow on twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. So come visit me there where I will be doing some good Valley, some Fortnite, Rocket League, other good stuff. Um, some of those shorts should be uploaded by the morning Um, also I will be back here Monday for the Monday night airing of the podcast where we will start the regular schedule Mondays and Wednesdays 8pm Central I think Wednesday I will be having um, a repeat conservative guest on the show as well um, talking about uh, the elimination of bail bonds in Illinois and Illinois and we'll talk about that too Um, that should be interesting until then, this is Dan Zimmerman with Little Dan Radio. Talk to the left. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.